Welcome, fellow Sherlockians. I'm Mike. And I'm Tom. And this is I Heart Sherlock. Welcome back, folks. Uh, as promised, we have two original Sherlock Holmes short stories we're reviewing. Um, and, of course, we will continue with our reading of The Winter Murders by James Lovegrove. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I thought I read the wrong and book again! Tom looked at me <laughs> like, wait a minute here. <laughs> what am I doing wrong? Yeah, I almost stepped out completely. This is going to be a Mike-only podcast <laughs> because I did not read that book. Uh, for those of you who didn't listen to last week's podcast, and uh, please do, um, Tom had read the wrong, started reading the wrong book for our podcast, and I had to reschedule. So it was it was funny that I had to reschedule because I didn't read the material, and Tom was thankful that we rescheduled because yeah. he read the wrong book. I did. So it was good. It's funny. <laughs> you should read that one too sometime, but not here. So, oh, fun, fun. So, but yes, we are, we're starting off with the man with the twisted lip. Um, and of course, uh, just a, a small recap. We have a gentleman who has made his life uh, begging as a way of living. And he came to that after being in journalism, discovered after reviewing for a piece that he could make more money begging on the street. <laughs> Um, and so that is, uh, the intro to this tale. So, I like this story a lot. Yeah. Um, because, especially in today's economy, people are figuring out creative ways to subsist a living. That's true. Uh, and, uh, you, I mean, you've seen it, I've seen it. I mean, everything from... OnlyFans to Etsy to you name it. <laughs> to podcasts. To podcasts. Yes, <laughs> to podcasts. Um, and th- this gentleman, uh, Neville Sinclair, arrived at the realization of, you know, I can make 28, 28 shillings or 20, whatever it was per week yeah. when it takes me three months to make this. <laughs> it's like, I am an idiot not to do this full time. And so he did. And I have immense respect for that because, especially today, like, just dabbling in, in, in on Twitch myself, as you don't know, usually it's just people streaming video games and other people appreciate it and watch. Um, stuff like that gets down on. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know what I mean? And even, even things like OnlyFans, it is what it is for whatever it is. And it's like, well, that's not an honest living. And it's like, no, it's, it's an honest living. I didn't cheat anybody. I didn't steal. <laughs> it's an honest living. <clears throat> And in reality, honestly, something like a YouTube or a podcast, what's the real difference between that and TV and movies? Right? Pretty much. I mean, it's yeah, it's the same thing. It's mm-hmm. some type of entertainment. Yeah. And if there's entertainment out there that people want to watch, and like you said, it's not a, a hurtful thing, then um, yeah, we, you know, I like the movies, so yeah. I also like people on YouTube. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, and it's not like Neville Sinclair worked a, a $3 million a year job and was like, <laughs> I'm going to go slum it and take advantage of people. He's no, this is his job. Yeah. This is his nine to five. Yeah. And that's how he lives. I don't see anything wrong with that. Yeah. Uh, 
it's tough when you get into his his wife and you know that's true the deception there yeah that's true. um that was kind of where he went well, I, awry i, I would say yeah say. that's that's yeah. where we went awry that's where we went wrong yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as we'll see hence the story hence the story <laughs> Um, but it's uh, yeah I, I find that admirable you know and again like Tom said like hey it's a podcast like yeah right. you know uh, also in other news I know you guys have been thinking about it Um, don't worry Titan Books has not picked us up yet so just in case <laughs> of you guys were terrified that we might get sponsored by Titan Books don't worry it didn't happen yeah um <laughs> yeah also, Penguin has not called. Penguin has Double not called. Double Day. Double Day. <laughs> uh, Knopf. Uh, Knopf. Is it Knopf? Knopf? I don't know. Phone lines are open. Phone lines are open. I haven't called yet. Oh, my gosh. Uh, and let's not forget the fun thing about this. This didn't dive right into our tale. No, it didn't. It, it was did. a very different beginning. It absolutely was. I mean... Different from any beginning, I think, right in the whole, so far in the canon, including um, the study in Scarlet. Yeah, yeah. Um, it actually had that almost, the, the the joke book we were talking about last, it was a little bit of Watson's practice come, or at least their friendship, uh, Watson yeah. and Mrs. Watson's friendships. Exactly. Uh, with, with other people that aren't named Sherlock Holmes. Right, 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 right. Exactly. It, was, it started out with something totally different. Yeah. Um, and you have... Watson uh, is sleeping interrupted by one of Mrs. Watson's friends and their friend Isa Whitney, who has uh, been missing for days in an opium den. And uh, this poor man, once a, a doctor and researcher in his own right, uh, while in college, um, tried replicating some, um, uh, some interesting effects uh, with laudanum that he had read about in a book and fell sway to the drug and is mm. now enslaved to it. Um, and so that is the reason for why this woman is calling, because she needs help finding this man. And it sounds like it, it's not the first time. It is not the first yeah. time. Um, and the way it sounds, too, like, and the, the, the way Watson writes it, like, it happens sometimes, usually it's for a day, Yeah. but they find him or he comes back. Now I think it's been, like, three or four days. Yeah, it's been and a while. Like, yeah, and they're like, okay, normally he's back. Um, his wife is very long-suffering. A very long suffering with this yes. man. <laughs> yes. Um, so that, that's where Watson goes off to. Can I ask a question about this opening? Yeah. Wh- James. Yes. Why? Maybe this. Maybe I'm not up on my names from old English. Mm-hmm. Um, why does Why does Mary call him James for a minute? That is a very actually that's a debated point. Okay. In the, in the Shahom's canon, um, there's a lot of people with different ideas as to why. Um, I feel like the most simple one is that that's her her nickname for him. Okay. Um, again, I don't know why, <laughs> but people who are called John sometimes go by Jack. I have a customer. His name is John, and he goes by Jack. How about that? No idea why. So it could very well be something like that. Um, or I don't know. Maybe, uh, <laughs> I don't know, maybe Watson took a too, too few hits of the law to himself. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and just wrote his name wrong down in his writing. That's it. Uh, or, or maybe it, was, it got past the editor as a spelling error. I don't know. 
You know, Watson's editor? Because Jim is the usual nickname for James. You would th- yeah, correct. Uh, I'm not sure why that is, but, you know, somehow it is. And Jack is just its own name, I guess. I it's so, not yeah. a nickname for anything, right, Jack? Yeah, I've always seen Jack by itself, yeah. but then, like I said, in recent times, I'm like, okay, Jack is a nickname. People yeah. goes with a nickname. I don't know. All right. But, yeah, that's a... That that is something that's uh, it's widely debated. So. Oh, so at the very least, it may be a weird pet name yeah. from Mrs. Watson. Yes. <laughs> not honey, not sweetheart. I'm just going to call you an entirely different man's name, Marcus. <laughs> Marcus. <laughs> All right, whatever. Even Watson hasn't heard that one yet. <laughs> he looked around the room when she said James, and he's looking around like this. There's a couple of Mrs. Watsons for a reason. This, yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> There you go. Well, he divorced this one because apparently she's stepping out with a guy named James yeah, and said James tongue. by mistake. Slip of the it's a tongue. slip of the tongue. <laughs> That's why a lot of guys are so I'm heard. The word on the street is yeah. is that call all of them babe. That way, don't you you won't botch a name. Is that where nicknames That's come it, from? I guess. Yeah, right. <laughs> Jim is not really a That's nickname it. for James. It is simply yeah. somebody got it wrong one That's time it. and they went, "Oh no, no, it's a nickname. We promise. We promise. We promise. That's yeah. it. Whether man or woman." Whoever you're dating, if you're dating multiple people, call them babe or hun, and don't deviate from that because then you can't get. You know what I mean? I mean it's horrible. I mean it's, 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 you don't get you don't get caught. Also uh, good when you when you forget somebody's name you haven't seen in a long while. Like, hey chief, how you doing? Hey, you doing there, pal? Yeah. <laughs> my, my Charlie, my buddy Charlie, who I work for, um, it's so funny. Literally, it was like a delivery guy. It was a FedEx guy came in one day, and he's like, they just, he's like, yeah, man, I haven't seen you. In, wow, how have you been? It's been a long time. <laughs> they're having this conversation. The only thing he said been, it's been a long time. <laughs> they're talking, and like, the guy walks away. Charlie comes back over to the computers, and I'm like, oh, who is that? And he's like, I have no idea. And I'm like, you have no idea? He's like, I don't know, man. What am I supposed to do? Say, I don't remember you. What am I supposed to do? I go with it. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> I don't know. It's one of those things. I don't know. You just roll with it. <laughs> That's funny. It is funny, and it's uh, and one thing, just I guess a little bit of a social commentary, and I, especially recently I've seen like people people make the jokes like, you know, you see these like these short TikToks of like you know when people when people knocked at your door forty years ago versus thirty versus mm. now, and like today it's one hundred percent true. Somebody knocks on your door, you dive under your table, yeah, and then army man crawl to the door and then peek to see what it is because. You nobody shows up unannounced anymore. It's true. We did that when I was growing up. <laughs> Somebody knocked on the door, lights went off, TV went on mute, you know? Yeah, All that kind of uh-huh. stuff happened. Back then, it's not like everybody had a phone. Phones no. were new. Yeah. So it's like, if you wanted to talk to somebody, <laughs> you went to their house and you knocked on the door. Just the way it was. Yeah. You know, like, you just like, oh, okay, let me answer the door. Like, you don't, like, sit there and not answer it. And you never hear from anybody. <laughs> um, Times have changed. They have changed. Well, it's like, hey, don't call me, just text me, right? Yeah. It's like, yeah. How dare you? How dare you ring this phone? How do you ring it's this not phone. what it's for. It's just, how dare you put me in a disadvantage by not letting me think about what I actually have to say before I say it? It's crazy. Yeah. I, 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 I like texting because it does. It's like it affords you that that little it moment does. to like think about something. Yeah. Or like if like you're talking on the phone with somebody who's like, so uh, wh- uh, do you have anything? Uh, uh, they're like, oh um. Oh, uh, are you free tonight? And you're like, yeah, sure. And they're like, 
because I need a kidney. Yeah. And like, well, I can't think about that now, can I? I already right. said I got nothing yeah. going on. Now I'm roped into whatever this person is wanting me to do. Yeah. So uh, that's why the ever popular. Uh, I'm not sure why. That's that's what you have to say. Dude, we got an, we got an acquaintance like that. Like, uh, <laughs> a straight up, like, oh, me, Charlie. We're like, yo, when he says, "Hey, what are you up to tonight?" You don't say nothing. You say, "What do you got going on?" Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. That is the appropriate Just to response. Be sure. Oh my gosh! So that's uh, that's <laughs> he's awakened in the middle of the night. So they're in this. They're, he's in this opium den now. He goes down here with the resolve to find this man. Yeah, he's also his physician. So not only is he his friend, but he's his physician. Okay, and it's it's the wife is grew up with Mrs. Watson number one. Yeah, and um, <laughs> so Watson's down there, not all that thrilled to be there. Um, it is an opium den. For those of you who don't know what that is, I'm not going to say familiar with because then it makes it sound like I'm familiar with one. Is in I go to one, absolutely not. Um, so you had opium, which is uh, kissing cousin. It's actually what heroin's derived from. Um, that's my pharmacy background talking, not because I do this stuff. <laughs> um, um, but I mean, they they would smoke it. They would put it in a bowl just like tobacco, and the the fumes would be noxious. And, you know, if you breathe in deep, just like, I mean, if you're smoking marijuana in a car, like, you breathe in deep, boy, you're you're getting some. So oh, yeah. um, Watson holds his breath a couple of times uh, as he's walking through here, he, say, he says, yeah. A bunch of times. Now, he's walking around in there, right? And I, I think he, he, did he find, he finds his friend first? No, he doesn't find his friend first. He's walking by and some old man tugs him on his, on his coat, right? I I think he finds his friend first. Okay. And then he walks by and somebody tugs him on his coat. Tell us about that, Tom, because that, um, that's good stuff. Uh, yeah, so somebody tugs him on his coat and um, <laughs> he he doesn't, not sure who it is first. Now, we as readers, of course, we're, we're prepared for these disguises, uh-huh. you know. And so, but Watson, he's not. He's, uh, <laughs> he's never prepared. And so he, 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 Heavily describes, you know, his alarm at this and finally realizes, of course, it's Holmes. Uh, but it sounds like uh, he needs to shut up or he might get Holmes killed in this opium den. <laughs> <laughs> wild. Yeah. Absolutely wild. And it's, I, I, I love when he, when you just, you come across him and he's in a disguise. Um, number one, the way, the way Watson describes his disguises is incredible because yeah. it's they're really really well done and he says on multiple occasions he says Holmes the theater lost a great actor yeah he says it a lot of times not just in the can but in pastiches yes it, right? I think you're right um I think he says it in the, the one we're reading the book we're reading I think so um but when they when they when they finally find Isa Whitney this poor this poor guy man. oh man he's he's down He's down, so he, he's down and out. <laughs> Talking, but you can tell he's not really there. <laughs> what did he say? Did he say he's like, he's like when Watson tried to rouse him? He's like, oh, he's like, he's like, I've only been here for a few hours. Yeah, he lost a couple days. Yeah, he has man. No, yeah, he's like, oh, just a couple pipefuls. This guy's been there for what two, three days. Two, three days, and he thinks a couple hours went by. Yep. And that's look. That's that's reason enough not to <laughs> to dive yep. into this stuff, right? Yep. I, I used to have some some people that worked for me at uh, one of the mm-hmm. one of the places I used to work, and no, I wish I I wish I knew the end of this story. I don't. Yeah. But I did have a, a person who was who did not show up for work for a couple of days, and 
then he came in the next a couple days later mm-hmm. and said, "Hey, all right, yeah, happy Monday, everybody." We're like, "Hey, it is Thursday," and he's like, "No, it's not." And like, it wasn't like some jerk pretending. Like, yeah. somewhere in his life, I hope he's okay, but he lost a couple of days, and okay. I'm not quite sure he legitimately thought it was Monday and it was Thursday. Um, I'm not sure what happened to that guy. He uh, he quit not too long after that. But man, it, this this stuff is real. It happens. Yeah, that's called um, and just because um, you're obviously not familiar with it. Yeah, that's an alien abduction, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, happy Monday. All right, wow, that was a good weekend. You've been gone for six days. I was. Yeah. Uh oh. Next on the X Files rewatch podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. No, but that that's serious. Yeah, it's serious stuff. And I think, and, and if you don't mind be mentioning it you worked with somebody correct yes Yes. that had had a had that monkey on his back and yeah um he succumbed to it yeah yeah went into philly on payday and never came out yeah that was sad that was sad but it's this is real stuff and once you get hooked into it Mm -hmm. um it's almost next to impossible to get out especially on your own oh yeah yeah and it's and believe it or not, this, the opium dens, was the reason why the FDA got created in the United States. Oh, wow, I did at not the, know that. Yeah, at the turn of the 20th century, because they saw what was happening in China, and then obviously it matriculated into other countries, but, yeah. I mean, at the time, the op- the, the opiate epidemic in, in China and Asia was so horrific. Mm. People people were literally selling their families Wow, for, for this drug. And the United States said, not going to happen here. Yeah. Nope. FDA's yeah. created. And, like, it's it's sad in the fact that they did this great thing to try and stop that. Yeah. All they did was delay it by 100, 100 years. Mm. Yeah. If that. Right. If that. Maybe 60. Yeah. And it's like, it, it came anyway. And it's, I, I really think that it's something that's touched, but that touches everybody. Um, I have a cousin that died from complications of that life. Mm. Um, he kicked it, got out. He was in his 40s and leaned over to tie his shoe one day, dropped dead. Wow. Um, just heart complications. Oh, yeah. Because even, even if you get out of that lifestyle, it stays with you in yeah. some form. Oh, yeah. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I, I have had customers that they've, I mean, you, you share dirty needles and it's it's bad enough that you're using it's unfortunate that you're using but if you trade needles now you get a you get a heart valve infection oh man you can die yeah because now you have you have a you have an infection somewhere where it's not supposed to be mm. and it, it's in your heart yeah um but uh that's a detour, but I think it was, yeah. it's something that needs to be talked about. Absolutely. And hey, just today. side note, no one's sponsoring us, but hey, if if you might struggle with that Talk to somebody. Get some help. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. man. I mean, you gotta, you gotta trust people in your life. Yeah. And believe me, nobody wakes up one day and says, "You know what? I think I'm gonna be a substance addict or yeah. an alcoholic or right. or anything like that." Like it's it happens. Yeah. Um. I I knew somebody. Uh, may rest in peace, man. Young kid, younger than me in my Boy Scout troop. He's my mm-hmm. brother's age, and um, he's at a party, got a fight with somebody, trying to keep somebody from doing something. Got a, his jaw was broken, and yeah, they fixed his jaw, put him on pain meds. They had to wire his jaw shut. Wow, just like that, man. Wow. And 
that was his demon till the day he died and he yeah. was clean for a couple years and then you know he had a he had a girlfriend he was things were going good and then it stuff triggers you and boom um like tom said get help mm. talk yeah if people around you that love and care about you you can talk to them it's and again like tom said it's you can't do it on your own Mm-mm. um there's no shame in asking for help especially when it's something you're doing and you're you feel trapped and you're like, I don't want to do this, but it's an addiction and yeah. you keep doing it. Yeah. Um, don't feel ashamed about that. It's, it's, it's really is an illness. Yes. And it's it, the people debate that, but I, I'm, I mean, the, you agree with me. Yeah, I do agree. Yeah, absolutely. It's not something that it's, it's just, it really is. It gets a hold of you and then you can't stop. Yeah. Um, and I, I know somebody right now that's struggling with that. And, mm. um, I, I ask him, Hey, where are you? Yeah. Um, I know he's in Philly. Won't tell me where he is. Right. And sometimes we'll message on Instagram or Facebook. Um, fortunately, he's he's at a, a center okay. for help. Um, but he's struggling with things in his own right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. That's uh, like Tom said, not being sponsored by anybody, but moral <laughs> of the story, get help. Um, yes. It's there. There's many places you can go. Um, people that are eager and willing to look up re um, look up rehab centers in your area. Mm-hmm. They'll take walk-ins. I'm a pharmacy technician by trade, so I've worked uh, alongside with some of these facilities. You can walk right in. You some people walk in like I'm talking to them about a patient, and like I don't got a wallet. I got nothing. I got yeah. this guy's name and date of birth. Um, just go ahead and look for help. It's okay. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's opium dens and why they're horrible. And, yeah. uh, like I said, this poor guy, yeah. um, Isa Whitney, lost days. Yeah, so, yeah. So, but, Watson's being a good friend and a good doctor mm-hmm. um, to get him out of there. And uh, that is, believe it or not, that I mean, uh, we've talked at length about this, but that's not the story. No, that's true. Yeah, this guy, I don't think we ever see this guy no, again, that's right? that's it. He gets brought home. That's yeah, it. he's kind of just the the reason yeah. why Watson runs into homes. Yeah. Uh, but now that I'm thinking about that, man, I, I, it's a fictional character, but I wish we knew what happened to him. He, uh, <laughs> he puts him in a cab. Cause yeah, oh yeah, says, he puts him in a cab. like, put your friend in a cab, he'll be okay. Yeah. Send him home, but then I need you to stick around because you and I have business to attend to. Yeah. And that's literally how that goes. Yeah. And the next thing you know, they're, they're on the road. Yeah. Although I will say, uh, as Holmes, uh, does, cause Holmes says, uh, as he, Tugs Watson and he's in disguise. Um, Holmes did remind me sort of like a a bad influence of bad influential friend for a minute, you know. Um, and I say this because the way the way his dialogue goes, um, get rid of that Scottish friend of yours. I should be exceedingly glad to have a talk with you. You must get him home safely. I also recommend you send a note by the cabman to your wife to say that you have been thrown in your lot with me. <laughs> and like, it does seem like Holmes is just like, you know, Watson is just trying, he's just trying to get home, you know? And, and he's like, no, 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 don't do it, man. Don't go home. Send a note to your wife to say he'll be back later. We Come both, on with me. Yeah, you got we, stuff to do. We both know you're not going to work when you get home. Yeah, anyway. That's true. That's true. You're not going to do anything. Do you imagine that? Like you're at home, you're Mrs. Watson at home waiting with this, with this man's yeah. wife. And up rolls this cab. Guy's dumped out unceremoniously on the ground because <laughs> the cabbie, I mean, 
He yeah. don't want to be bothered. No, he's been paid, so he he's does it, paid. but that's it. Yeah. He does it. And, and pinned on this man's chest is a note <laughs> from your husband that says, out, out with Holmes, have a nice night. Yeah. <laughs> and Mary, by this point, knows it could be days, weeks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she's consoling uh, Miss Whitney, saying, look, yeah. it's going to be, it can be days. I get it. Yeah. I deal with it. My husband's not a drug addict. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, he also loses days. He also loses days. In a days. different way. In a different way. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? He is addicted, so you know what? There it is. That's uh, true. Uh, Holmes is addicted to his own stuff. Absolutely. And Watson is addicted to Holmes, Ex- we must Yep, say. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> So they, they, they go off, and I'm trying to remember how this came, comes about. They go, I think they go home, and yeah, or, that's when they're talked to. Or they go to, uh, Holmes has like a, like a room somewhere. Yes. And they go there, mm-hmm. um, which is nice. And as they go there, as Holmes is convincing Watson to do all this, he has a great line, which I like. This is, I don't know that this is a, a usual like Holmes line that's quoted from the canon. There's a lot of them. Mm-hmm. I don't remember this one, but this one should be quoted more, if nothing else, where Holmes, Watson asks Holmes if he could be of good use, and Holmes says, a trusty comrade is always of use. Yes. And I loved that line. Yep. So that 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 deserves to be in the book with all the Holmes quotes. Uh, I agree. With the rest of them. Yep. He's, he, regardless of what's said and how it's said, yeah, um, he is truly a friend of Watson and vice versa. Yes. Um, but I think I think you're right. Holmes was working on a separate case. Yeah. And he had lodgings provided by this client. And so they go back there. Uh, it's how that went. Um, and then they... Pass that, so... Yeah, Holmes actually spends a lot of time relating the details of the case to Watson himself. Yes. Which is not the usual, usual somebody comes in and, and we hear it directly from them. Correct. But since it happened already, we're hearing it from Holmes. Yeah, correct. That's right. He um, Holmes is retelling the information because yeah. it's that case he's working on. Yeah. Correct. Um, and then I think they, they go down to investigate. Um, I think all that happens. I think Neville Sinclair is, uh, he's, he's masked. His alter ego is Hugh Boone. Yeah, and they don't know that yet. Correct. Yeah, they just there's they think that Hugh Boone has kidnapped Neville St. Clair. Right, or killed him. Or killed him, yes, yeah. killed him. Holmes is unsure whether he's dead, although he does tell Mrs. St. Clair that he thinks that she's that he's dead. He does, yeah. and that's towards the end. Yeah. Um, because they, Holmes is exhausting his resources. Yeah. And it, it, he's really having a tough time with this one. And from everything that points to it, he's dead. Yeah. Um, and those of you who didn't read the story, um, Neville Sinclair's wife is walking down the street um, in a particular area of town. And he looks, she looks up to a window and her eyes caught. And it's her husband who, because she doesn't know what he does for a living, mm. is absolutely shocked to see him in yeah. this window upstairs. So... Neville Sinclair being shocked himself and not wanting to be found out, he retreats into the room. Well, next thing you know, his wife's calling a cop. Yeah. They're on their way up the stairs. So he changes back into this disguise and then acts like he doesn't know what they're talking about. Well, that gets him thrown in jail because they think now he has either harmed him or murdered him in some way because they find his jacket thrown into the river. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's blood at the scene on the windowsill, so on and so forth. 
Um, and so uh, uh, not often is Holmes bested. And he admits when he is. <laughs> it's true. But this is funny because um, the his wife, Mrs. Sinclair, uh, approaches Holmes towards the end of this book. And she says, I need to ask you, she said, do you truly think mm. that my husband is still alive? And he says, and she's like, tell me the truth. And he's like, no, I do not think so. I yeah. believe he is to be dead. And she, and she now breaks out in a triumphant smile and a haughty attitude of, well, then explain to me why I received a letter from him today. Yes. Yeah. She, as I was reading this, I'm like, my, she is very straightforward. I'm like, oh, she's trying to be sneaky <laughs> is what it really is. She thinks that she's going to get Holmes uh, <laughs> with this letter, uh, which even she admits later, okay, maybe it was just like, you know, Post dated, <laughs> you yeah. know, or whatever, and it was sent, mm-hmm. you know, uh, written before. <laughs> but it throws him through. It a does. Loop, it man. does throw him through. He was not expecting that the, the not. in his mind, dead man's letter to appear. Yeah, it was uh, from today. He had it. He had it all figured out in his head, and yeah. then he's like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, "It's in his own hand. Look, I see it." He writes, "This is his hand, and I know it for a fact." And he's like, "You sure about that?" Even he's like, "You sure?" You sure that's his hand? Doesn't look like his hand. She's yeah. like, no, I know what his writing looks like. Yeah. This is his writing. And she even says, I know his regular writing, and I know his really hurry-up writing. That's exactly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so he's like, okay, this, uh, this, uh, okay, I need some more time. <laughs> Although I, I will say I have, I related to, <laughs> so much to Holmes' um, ability to understand that part of the envelope was written out prior to the rest of the envelope. That's right. He was Where, very observant about that. Yeah, he writes the name, but then the address was written later yes. because of the way the ink is blotted or not blotted. Correct. And he's like, yeah, you don't know the address. I'm like, man, I relate to that. I mean, I just got done writing out a lot of Christmas cards, mm-hmm. and there were a lot of Christmas cards that sat unfinished for a couple of days because I knew who the person was, but I didn't know their address. <laughs> yeah, there you go. And by the time I went back to write their address, mm-hmm. it looked different. <laughs> Whether it was a different pen I grabbed, yeah. or my handwriting was just not, my hand wasn't positioned the same way. Yeah. I'm like, all right, Holmes, I see that. Yeah, it's very astute. <laughs> I get that, I do. <laughs> it, was, it was halfway there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> so, um, as it turns out, and um, and we'll talk about the actual reveal here, because, uh, you know... <laughs> oh, before we talk about the reveal. Yes. Okay, I'm sorry, I wrote this down. Okay, I, I mentioned... On an episode, I think at Christmas time, mm-hmm. um, about my love for the movie *The Great Mouse Detective*. Yes. Okay. Which is um, it partly ba- it's a Disney movie, animated movie from the eighties, mm-hmm. um, partly based on the Basil of Baker Street children's novels, correct? Uh, by Eve Titus, uh, and partly based on just Sherlock Holmes in general. Uh-huh. It's really good. You should check it out. Sherlock Holmes as mice. Um, but I was reading this as he's talking about the letter, and I I saw um, great mouse detective lines. That's fantastic. <laughs> that were that were that were pulled out of here. Um, so I'm just going to read this for my own amusement and yeah, for absolutely. someone who may have. Uh, had it. So he's Holmes is reading the letter, and he says, "Written in pencil upon the fly leaf of a book." Uh, Octavo size, no watermark, 
posted today in Gravesend by a man with a dirty thumb. Ha! And the flap has been gummed, if I am not very much in error, by a person who has had been chewing tobacco, and you have no doubt this is your husband's hand. There's a part in The Great Mouse Detective where mm -hmm. Holmes is... Holmes. <laughs> Basil of Baker Street, the mouse, is examining a letter, mm -hmm. and he's trying to figure out where it came from, and he uses the word, it has been gummed by a peg-leg bat with a broken wing. <laughs> and, you know, and so it's sort of similar to this. You know, it has a watermark on it and a dirt right. spot. And, of course, it's a cartoon movie from the 80s. So, like, there's actually no real reason why Basil <laughs> would know it was a peg-leg bat with a broken wing. <laughs> but I'm reading this, I'm like, okay, they took this and exaggerated it for the movie's sake. Yeah. But I really enjoyed seeing that, um, you know, my goodness... What detail, whoever wrote the script for that movie, right? You know, because there's some, um, there's a, there's a Moriarty type character in the movie, Radigan. Yeah, Radigan. Radigan. And they have voiced the, by Vincent Price, I believe. Oh yes, very <laughs> very well done too. Um, and they even have like kind of like a, the falls, you know, but it's Big Ben on the clock tower, and it's kind of like you know, it, obviously that's if you're gonna have Moriarty type character, you're gonna. You're gonna portray uh, right. like a back false, mm -hmm. right? In some way, yeah. Um, but the fact that whoever wrote that script was a fan enough of Sherlock Holmes that they paid a little bit of tribute to this random line in the middle of the man with the twisted lip, yes, just makes me so happy. Yeah, man, I, I think it's a really cool throwback because. <laughs> yeah. I I know the movie exists. I think I saw it once. Yeah, and yeah. that's really cool because I know that's one of your favorites. It is. Um, and I, I think you and I talked about this together. I don't know if it was on air, but you said when you read Sherlock Holmes books and stories, whose voice do you hear as Sherlock Holmes? Yeah, I do. It's Barry Ingham, who is the voice of Basil of Baker Street in that movie. Yes. Uh, you know, <laughs> I hear his voice. I really do. Um. He was a good actor, Broadway actor, done some other... I think it was in Jekyll and Hyde, the musical, too, Barry okay. Ingham, which is pretty cool. Um, but I just... I love his voice as that, the way he speaks, the speed at which he speaks. Mm -hmm. um, I hear that speed as I'm reading through Holmes' lines as well. That's um, cool. Yeah, it, it, it's it's so well done. Uh, it's it's so well done. I, I, I think I hear it most because when I was younger, I kid you not, I think I watched that movie twice a week. That's cool. Um, when I was like in elementary school, I had a, you know, a handful, a handful of mm -hmm. Disney VHS tapes. Yeah. That was one of them. And no one else in my family really cared about the Great Mouse Detective but me. <laughs> right. So I just, you know, I popped it in, you know, every now and then, yeah. twice a week. I watched that movie. So, I mean, I, That's in awesome. fact... I'll be honest, this is not the last time I will bring this movie up tonight. It's coming back. <laughs> I have it written down. It's coming back, there but this go. is the first time. Um, but Basil Rathbone, also in that movie for a minute. Oh, no way. Yeah. Uh, archival footage um, or uh, audio. And there's because um, Basil and Dawson live in... Uh, the the bottom of two twenty one B Baker Street. That's right. And that's so right. they go up to two twenty one C. Yeah, <laughs> they go up to I think uh, get Toby the dog, mm -hmm. um, and you see silhouettes of Holmes and Watson go oh, by. Oh, that's so cool. And Holmes is talking, and they plucked I believe some old radio show audio yeah. uh, for that's Holmes from Basil awesome. Rathbone. So it's a great tribute. There. That's very cool. Yeah. And it, like it, it, since we're talking about you know tributes and stuff. That's the hallmark of any work. When you have somebody that 
is a callback to the source material. Yeah. It shows diligence in their research and mm-hmm. their in their writing and and a love for the source material. Um same way with the um uh, Robert Downey Jr. Sherlock Holmes movies. Yeah. Um they call a lot back to that. Even in like the very first film, um the very beginning, uh Holmes says to Watson, he, he says the Jude Law, he's like he's like uh, he says it's He's like, it's nice to have somebody upon whom I know I can thoroughly rely. Mm. And, like, that's said in the canon. He yeah. says that about yeah. Watson. So, like, when you're quoting something like that, you read the book. Yeah. You've read the stories. Yes. And it just makes what you're now creating that much better. Yeah. Um, and the same way at the dinner table when they're at the... Um, Watson's introducing his uh, Mary Morstan. Yeah. And she talks about detective novels of the day and says how oh wilkie collins they never explain how they got the answers they got <laughs> um and that's one of the things back in the times that these were written that was going on yeah so it's it's really cool and the fact that even i just love the fact that they they pull about ba- um yeah, basil yeah basil rathbone yeah for yeah. a second it's basil basil, basil rathbone's <laughs> voice for that which is freaking awesome yeah. so i mean but- the Robert Downey Jr. ones, it, the the Disney Mouse movie. If you haven't seen these, go see them. Absolutely. Because um, they're just fun. Yeah. And and like we said, they're made by people who love Sherlock Holmes. So yep. that makes them better. And that's a, and, a, a, and since we're talking about them, the, the, the cool thing about the Robert Downey Jr. Sherlock Holmes is, is that Sherlock Holmes is very athletic. Mm, and yes. he's an astute fighter, a boxer, a swordsman. And so... They really lean heavy on that in the Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. Downey Jr. movies, which is really awesome. Because the first time I saw it, I'm like, "Wait a minute, is this right?" And then I'm like, "No, it's right. Like this man knows yeah. how to fight." Yeah, I thought the same thing. Yeah, so it's a it's a cool callback. Yes, um, but I I think that the the end scene of this is. I feel it's comical. I don't know how you feel. I also feel feel it's comical because they they go to the jail to visit Hugh right. Boone, and um, first of all, this in this officer, um, I don't know what time of is he like the night shift officer? I think so. I think, I think must... it's the dead of night because I think <laughs> they say at the end of it, I think we'll be in time for breakfast. When You're right. Back. You're right. They do say so. This guy must be. This is, I picture like. This is like a step below Lestride, you know. Yeah. This is an inspector who, he's on the night shift. To be cop. He's got the proverbial box of donuts on the desk, <laughs> oh, yeah. you know. Like, because they go in there and everything Holmes wants. Preposterous things to ask, I thought. Mm-hmm. And the guy's like, yeah, whatever. Hey, we're here to see this prisoner. Okay, he's back here. Ah, uh, I'd like to give the prisoner a bath. Is that Okay. Yeah, I'll see why not. Let me unlock the cell for you so you can bathe the prisoners. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, what jail is this? <laughs> I'm like, and he stops him. He's like, uh, could I take your bag? And he's like, no. And then he's like, okay. I think I'll keep yeah. it. <laughs> right, right, right. And the guy's like, all right. Yeah. Like, <laughs> this guy cares about nothing. <laughs> if this was today and you're like, no, I won't give up my bag. Yeah. They're like, okay, spread them. We'll take that. 
Uh, I'm rummaging through yeah. this thing. There could be a hacksaw and a cake for all And we they're know. definitely not unlocking cells no. so you can give a sponge bath <laughs> to a prisoner. Not. I don't even think the guy knew that's what was coming. Oh, yes, he does. Yeah. And he's like, oh, he's like, I, I, I have with me what can do yeah. the job. I think, yeah. That's I, right. Yeah, he does. Holmes says, I'm, go- I'm going to bathe him. And he's like, yeah, Yeah, because the, 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 the cop Bradstreet, <laughs> I think Bradstreet or Bradford, he's like, oh, he's like, he could do with a good bath. I think we'll do that today yeah. after he's, and uh, that's what Holmes is like, no, I, I got the solution to that here in the bag. It is. It's comical. And then Holmes goes in and pretty much just wipes his face. Per, yeah. But uh, wipes essentially the twisted lip off of his face. Yeah. Along with everything else. Yeah. And they're like, hey, it's Neville St. Clair. <laughs> yeah. It's a Scooby-Doo moment. <laughs> it is. It's definitely a Scooby-Doo moment. That's it. <laughs> and, it's, and like, uh, Sinclair doesn't even realize what happened. No. He's sound asleep. <laughs> and, like, he gets up and then when he realizes, he's like... And he buries his face in his pillow because now he's now he's embarrassed and ashamed. Yeah, and it's, yeah, and that's when everything comes to a conclusion here, and um, <laughs> that's when this the, the cop Bradstreet. I feel like, and it's one of the reasons why it's funny yeah. is because, and I had a customer do this. And that's why it's funny. For okay, me, is that <laughs> the cop goes essentially? I'm not too sure what's going on here. <laughs> it's not a crime. But if you want whatever this is to never see the light of day, just don't do it again. Yeah. I think he says something like, I don't think you're going to press charges against yourself. So. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess technically you abducted yourself. Yes. So I don't think we could do anything with that. This guy, whatever gets me back to the desk. You know, <laughs> yeah, it gets me out of here. And back I don't to have my... to fill out any paperwork. Back to my powder donuts. Yeah. Because, um, <laughs> again, apparently I don't remember a lot of this because, again, Holmes... Again, Holmes essentially lets the guy go. Yeah. Again, again, no he real crime, crime was committed. You know, his poor wife was freaking out. Yeah. But um, I mean, I mean, this it, the whole thing was a comical, a comedy of errors. Correct. Because he's in the window, he sees his mm-hmm. wife. He he doesn't get yanked back. He like stumbles back out of surprise. Yeah. He cuts his hand or something yeah, door, blood is on the window the window's like, I mean it's just the guy's a mess <laughs> <laughs> and even like even what the like they didn't say like look you can't ever beg again because we'll arrest you they're like right. I just don't I can't keep it quiet like if yeah. you do it again I can't keep it quiet it's true. just like that and it like I had a cu- so I had a customer so um so today and this website wasn't always around but um now whenever we fill a, a Control substance for a customer, okay? It pops up on a state website. Mm. And our, our software automatically references that site. It pulls it up, and then you can look and make sure, okay, he's it's getting filled on time. It's not being filled at four other pharmacies, that <laughs> right. kind of deal. Um, you know, and, and back maybe six, seven years ago, that site didn't exist. Mm. So you could play, people played all kinds of games. Mm, sure. But, um... Yeah, this customer comes in, and he's telling he's he's spinning a yarn, and he wants to you know he's trying to be you know he's a customer of or like a brand new customer, pardon me, and um Charlie's looking at this website and like I'm standing next to him and <laughs> we're both looking at this website and we're looking at each other and we're like yeah something don't seem right, and it's not matching what this guy's saying. So the the guy's standing on the other side of the counter and Charlie's like um, hey Tom, he's like, can you do me a favor? He's like can you just I want you to look at something. And he's like, shows him the screen. And he's like, you see that? He's like, this is the list of stuff that you filled and when you filled it. 
Um, so you see how that looks funny versus what you were talking about? And he's like, he's like, Charlie, I don't know what that is. I have no idea what that is. He's like, but I can assure you it'll never happen again. <laughs> That's what he says. He's like, I don't have any idea what that is, but I promise you that'll never happen again. And, and I, I stop and look and nine times out of 10, like I'm. I've just, I guess, because I'm, I'm that close to friends with Charlie, but like, I just gravitate towards these conversations. I, yeah. just, I immediately step over next to him and just wait, listen, <laughs> kind of like he's Holmes and I'm Watson. I just, yeah, I yeah, just yeah. sit yeah. in, and like, he's just, he's, we're just looking at each other like, and Charlie's like, you don't know what it is, but it won't happen again, and he's like, uh, yeah, Charlie's like, you know what, Tom? Okay. All right, we'll see how this goes. Okay. <laughs> but you do anything funky here, you're out of here. <laughs> and eventually he hung himself. And uh, sorry, oh. so no, 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 no. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Figuratively speaking. Oh, okay. Guy misstepped, <laughs> lied about something, so we gave him the boot. Okay, that makes more sense. So, <laughs> I, if you could have seen Tom's face just now, because I looked at him, it wasn't and prepared it was, for a dark. It was ending. not prepared for that, <laughs> and I realized how I kind of hung on the words. I was like, "And well, you know, and he hung himself." Metaphorically and, speaking, yeah. Tom's looking at me wide-eyed, like, "Yo, man, oh. <laughs> that's a sad story." <laughs> I wasn't prepared for this. I was not prepared for this. But no, uh, okay. I'm glad that he was yes. uh, uh, caught in his yeah web. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, but it's just uh, yeah. <laughs> this guy's like, look, I don't know what's going on here. Just don't let it happen again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. And then they have breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that was a fun tale. It really it was. It was a fun tale. And he explains how he got into the whole business. And and just leaving it on this because I had this question. Yeah. I even like I just googled it real quick, couldn't find anything. So it's it's England. Right. They deal in pounds, yeah. pence, yeah. crowns, half crowns, sh- you know what I mean? Shillings. Sinclair says, I went back and forth a lot about my decision. Mm. And he said, but in the end, the dollars won out. I did notice that he said dollars. He said dollars. And I'm like, was that a saying from back then? That, you know, migrated across the Atlantic? Because I'm like, that's odd. Like, why would you say dollars? Yeah. So it just struck me as odd. I don't know why he said it. You know, but I, um, you know, now that you mentioned that, I read that in mine too, and I, I don't, yeah. It's a, one of the one of those mysteries. Only James knows. Only James knows. Yeah. Yes, James Watson. <laughs> James Watson and the dollars. That's it. It turns out. Uh, oh, that that you know that's what it is. Uh, he never told Mary his first name. It was just Jay. So she just <laughs> fills in the blanks whenever she's yeah. Jeremiah, <laughs> Jason, Judah, Judah. Know, yeah. <laughs> That's it, Jerry. <laughs> and he, he, he indulges her and answers to all of them. Yeah, you know, it's fine. See, I like our our I, I like our scholarship reasons for why these things happen. <laughs> They're more inventive and more creative. Yeah. They're not stuffy and old and dusty yeah. books. Yeah. Uh, Better than beak nose. <laughs> beak nose. <laughs> beak nose and, and tank foot. Whatever the tank treads. <laughs> Blows my mind. Blows my any any story, any book. You you do not, you should not be halfway through and still not know what you are reading. 
That's bad writing. Don't give me that it's avant-garde, it's artistic, it's extra, you know, it's it's abstract. No, it's just bad. It's just bad. Agreed. Point. I mean, this 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 crock of of malarkey of well, I'm just that creative and smart that nobody knows what I mean. Yeah. No. You're insane. <laughs> that's what it is. If I don't get it, and you're the only one that gets it, that's crazy, right? I mean, like, that's the guy in the cell going, hey, oh, that, I know. Oh, you don't know? Well, I know. And that's why four episodes later, we're still talking. We're still about talking about this, this short story. <laughs> so bad. So, so bad. Oh, my gosh. That's fun. Well, uh, I think let's move on to uh, the... Yes, we're going to move on to... The Adventure of the Speckled, the speckled Band. Band. All right, so moving on to The Adventure of the Speckled Band. Um, here we have a tale of Miss Helen Stoner, who comes to Sherlock Holmes, uh, talking to her about her... Talking to him about her his dead sister, mm. uh, who passed away two years ago. Um, Twins, her, right? So, no. No. I don't believe they're twins. Oh. oh, okay then. I could be wrong. Nope, so could I. Um, but she talked briefly about the family history. Um, mom was married once. Husband passed away. She remarried a doctor by the name of Roy Lott from Stoke Moran, which mm. apparently was in a, a very old, old family in the area. Um, and he was the, the last descendant. Uh, he had a practice in India, which is relevant, um, yes. and had a successful one until he wound up in a fit of rage beating one of his servants or one of the employees basically half to death. Yeah. So, disgraced, he leaves, comes back, marries Miss Stoner's mother, and Miss, Miss Stoner has about a thousand pounds a year. That she has, she has a, mod, a, a not a poor sum, not an incredible sum, but a modest one, and so eventually she passes, and with the stipulation that Doctor Roy Lott obviously gets the thousand dollars, the thousand pounds a year in income, uh, the daughters are to be provided for whatever they need, um, in addition to Doctor Roy Lott himself, right? But whenever the daughters get married, they will each get a third or well, however it works out yeah. of the income so that they can live. And that's the premises of the story. And Miss Stoner's sister dies two years prior under seemingly mysterious circumstances in their own home. Yes. Yes. And that is uh, the, the synopsis here. Um, and... I think we'll start in uh, on on the details here, Tom. So uh, yeah, uh, detail number one: uh, they were twins. Uh, they were twins. <laughs> <laughs> right, my sister well, Julie and I were twins, uh, and we were only two years old at the time. Right, so. Well, up my nose just, with the rubber hose, Tom. It's <laughs> <laughs> a welcome back Cotter I, I reference saw, for anybody that doesn't know. It's a good show. <laughs> it's a good show. Uh, I saw some vindication. I took it. Uh, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Make it sound like I told you that you're dead wrong and you're stupid. 
You make it sound like it calls you Boswell. No, it was, it was really for my own peace of mind because I could have sworn, <laughs> sworn they were twins. I'm like, why did I think that? Well, oh, because they are. Because so they that, are. Yeah. I thought because we, Tom and I were talking off mic about a, a, a set of twins. Oh, we were. That's true. I <laughs> and that's why I thought maybe Sublimia. we saw twins. Oh, yeah. Very, very brief story because it is funny. One of my customers, he has a twin brother. And his mother, for some odd reason, named them both the same name, like Bob Smith. They're both named Bob Smith. And they're twins. No idea why she did it. So my Bob Smith customer, he's a he's a baseball nut, loves sports. Well, he's seen almost he's been to almost every single state in the United States, and he was been to ones in Canada. Well, one of the times he tried getting into Canada, you know, he's up at the border. They ask him to step out of the car. He steps out of the car. They proceed to detain him and rip his car apart. <laughs> My Bob Smith goes, it was unreal. They went through stripping it. It was crazy, tearing this thing apart. I didn't know what they were looking for. So then one of the Mounties comes over to me and says, "You do? You, are you aware that you have three warrants in the United States out for your arrest? <laughs> My Bob Smith goes, oh, that's my brother. That is not me. Not me at all. And that's the truth. That, folks, this is 100% truth. And poor Bob tells me, he's like, Mike, anybody I tell a story to, they don't believe me. And it's 100% true. He said, they held me up. And it took a while for them to check my story and finally get it straight. And even then, they were like, yeah, we're not letting you in. <laughs> you know, just in case, because we don't want to look stupid. You're going home. Same name, same, same name, face, face, date of birth, you name it. And like, I talking, I said I could see it. Like, 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 can you imagine this cop shows shows Bob the photo, and it's his twin brother, and he's like, "So, Bob, you mean to tell me I have Bob Smith here, date of birth, April first, nineteen seventy three." That this isn't you and you're Bob Smith, April 1st, 1973. Looks just like that. What do you think? We're idiots? Like, it's a really funny dialogue to play out in your head. Oh, yeah. And it's 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 100% possible. We don't know what... The, I do not know what his mother was thinking. <laughs> this would be a great movie, except nobody would buy the rights because it's too unbelievable. It's too unbelievable. Like, that wouldn't fly, man. That's a good That's a good 10-minute bit. Yeah, it's yeah. not a movie. <laughs> So that that was fun. And that's why I thought Tom was that's why I'm like, I don't think they're twins. Turns out they are. So but that's the reason. So um, but yes, so I I think it's very okay, so if you're a guilty party, Tom. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. You wouldn't go barging into Sherlock Holmes's office, right? You would think not. No. And and what happens, Tom? What does happen after the Miss Helen Stoner leaves? Uh, I believe the guilty party comes barging into Sherlock Holmes <laughs> <laughs> and threatens him. Yep. So you stay out of my affairs. Yeah. He's like you're a meddler. Your home's the meddler. Home's the home's the jack in office. Uh, uh, threatens him with like physically, like with this. <laughs> 
with this, and this kind of goes back to what you said earlier about Holmes and his history, but he takes like the fire poker and he's like, he bends it, right? Yeah. He's like, hey, essentially like, this is going to be you, right? (laughs) And he bends it and throws it to the side and Holmes just sits there and kind of smiles the whole time. Uh I think it says Holmes' smile gets bigger with like each insult this guy throws him. Because he knows this is like some kind of, you know, tough brute, you know? And uh, and so Holmes, he leaves, He's, he's like, yeah. If uh, he is a little bit bigger than I am, otherwise I would have shown him that I'm pretty strong too. And Holmes takes the fire poker and bends it back again. Straights it out. <laughs> Dude, the first time I read this story, and like I remember because I'm reading it, and like and you know throws this bent fire poker back in the fireplace, and he leaves. And as I'm reading the lead up, and I'm like. Yo, he's gonna no. He's he's gonna straighten that poker out. I'm um, like, this is nuts. And he and like you said, he does. Yeah. And you're just like, yo, that's nuts. Because I think he says he's like, it's a shame that Miss that Doctor Roylott didn't stay around for a couple more minutes, yeah. or else he'd see that although I'm smaller in size, my strength just might be uh, not too far from his. And that's, that's nuts, man. That was so funny. But yeah, like you you come in, don't barge in and say. Stay out of my affairs. You're yeah. meddling. And meanwhile, you're the guilty party. Yeah. Pretty much all that did was solidify that Holmes is now going to never stop looking into this. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Poor woman scared. You come in and go nuts and talk about how you followed her. Because <laughs> sometimes Holmes gets bored, you know, and he's like, right. eh, it's not that interesting. And But now... It's very interesting. Yeah. And poor Watson is sitting in this armchair, probably. This guy's bending fire pokers. This guy's unbending fire pokers. Watson's like, These, I, I'm in the right need to go home. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> Watson's probably just like a, like a tennis game, watching yeah. one, the other. One, the other. One, the other. And just like... But it's... And, it's, and, and this is right before... I mean, if you remember, I mean, Miss Stoner says, look... Holmes says to her, why are you shielding him? Yeah. And she's yeah. like, he gets upset and it's not his fault mm. because she has this massive bruise on her wrist. Like, yeah. she's been manhandled. Yeah. And so, like, again, you have that evidence against you. Yep. And you storm in and it's like, like you said, well, I'm obviously going to look at this now. Yeah. Like, it doesn't right. matter if I get paid. Not that, I mean, he don't care if he gets paid. Yeah. Watson does when he lives <laughs> with him. And I think, like, and just as an aside, they, they they really shone light on that in BBC Sherlock. Because mm. if you remember, like, the client, like, the, 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 the client goes to pay homes, and he's like, I don't do it for the money. Oh, that's And, like, right. and he walks away, <laughs> and Watson's like, I'll take I, I'll take the check. I'll yeah. take the check. Like, like we'll put it towards rent. Yeah, like we'll put it towards rent. Like oh, because Watson is living with him. Yeah, at, this point. at that time. Yeah, because Holmes standing. Watson wakes up by Holmes standing over his bed. <laughs> and Watson, there's somebody here. Whoa, whoa. It's like seven o'clock in the morning. Yeah, there's somebody. That's right. That was there's somebody here. And yeah. He's like, What's going on? Yeah. She's like, well, Mrs. Hutchin roused me at seven. Yeah, and now I'm rousing you because there's a closing away. Yeah, man. <laughs> total, total yeah. disregard. Again, I don't know what day of the week it is, mm-hmm. but Watson's in bed at seven o'clock, which yeah. means he is certainly not at his doctor's office yep. seeing patients. That's right, man. It's a ghost. Uh, I think, Tom, I think I'm going to write. I'm going to write a short please story. Please write it. Because I thought about it the other day, and I'm like, 
yeah, I can do this, and this is going to be funny. Oh my goodness! So I do. think I am going to work on that. But um, yeah. So it's like, it's oh my like, goodness! It's it's true, man. Like what Watson, if anything, is is looking out for him. Yeah. But then also too, like, and I think they make mention of it in the original stories. But then also like pointed out in the um. The Robert Downey Jr. films that like Watson likes to play the ponies, <laughs> uh, so it's like Watson might be like, you know, I am short this month. <laughs> this nice person's gonna pay the whole That's way. True. I'm all right with it. That's true. That's really the only reason why he's writing these books and stories, and so <laughs> yeah. that he can check. gamble. That's he can gamble. That's right, folks. The uh, the employed, unemployed, degenerate gambler, Doctor Watson. <laughs> That's it, man. This tale gets worse and worse. Six wives. Eight, 12 wives now? 12 wives. <laughs> Something like that, I think. None yeah. of them know his name. <laughs> uh, so, okay. So, um, as as um, Helen... Uh, yes. Is, is, is Helen Stone. Yeah. Is, as she's relaying the story uh, about what happened to her sister, and she's relaying the story of the night mm-hmm. that her sister died. Um, I don't know about you, Mike. But I know that there are, there are many uh, fandoms that are near and dear to your heart. Yes. Um, Holmes is but one of them. Mm-hmm. And I know that we share another one. And as I read this description, mm-hmm. I could not help but think of one. Basil of Baker Street? No. 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 <laughs> uh, well, that's, also. that's coming. So, no. as, uh, uh, as she's... Am I guessing Batman? It is Batman. Okay. Okay. So now that you have that in your mind, let Uh me read you this portion again. Okay. And see if anything just springs to mind. Uh, She's telling the story. At 11 o'clock, she rose to leave me, but she paused at the door and looked back. Tell me, Helen, said she, have you ever heard anyone whistle in the dead of the night? All I could hear in my mind when I read is Jack Nicholson ever dance with the devil in the pale moonlight. I'm like, this is a totally different scenario. <laughs> Helen's sister is not about to shoot her <laughs> dead in an alleyway. But but all I could hear was the Joker. And so I know that's not what it was trying to evoke. No, no, uh, but I get it. The tempo is there. But the tempo is there. True, man. And I'm like, well... There we go. And what a gr- what a great scene! Look, if 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 superheroes and comic books is not your thing, number one, imagine great works of art just miniaturized in multiple <laughs> multiple ones on a page a piece of, on a piece True. of paper. But um, it's um, the the, the original Batman movie, nineteen eighty nine, that Tom's referencing. Jack Nicholson plays the Joker. Incredible performance. Um, probably, I mean. I can't compare him to Heath Ledger because they're just two different performances. Yeah, yeah. Um, they really do show two different aspects of the same character. But um, Jack Nicholson plays the Joker, like Tom said. And um, the scene in which he confronts Bruce Wayne at um, uh, Vicky Vale's apartment. Yes, yes. So Bruce Wayne is here face-to-face with the Joker because he's got a thing for Vicky Vale. But that's one of the things that he says to him is, have you ever danced with the devil in the pale moonlight? And Bruce Wayne goes, wait, what did you just say? And he says that because the person that gunned down his parents, at least in this, in yeah, this movie, in that movie yeah. said that sa- those same words to his parents. So it's a great scene. I highly recommend it. Yeah. I'm sure it's oh, a, yeah. Tom, uh, Tom would agree. Uh, it's a great movie. With me. Yeah. It is a really great movie. <laughs> it's, um, it's not hokey. It's, it's a very dark 
uh, bring Batman back to his darker roots. Yes, yeah, st- stop at one and two of that particular series. I movie. would absolutely. <laughs> the other two, the other two have been uh, described as a a, a, a very a kaleidoscopic fever dream. Um, yeah, fits. Yep. <laughs> and uh, believe it or not. And I didn't know this, but Heather, 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 my wife, um, told me about this because she, she, I think she read about it or, or watched something on it. Um, was it not Jeremy, Jeremy, not Jerry Bruckheimer, the guy that directed the the second, the third, and fourth movies? Oh, Val uh, Kilmer and I do forget who directed. Yeah, um, but apparently that was his picture for this because he felt. And I'm not making this up. <laughs> Again, nothing wrong with it. Um, that Batman and Robin were gay. <laughs> For each other. Um, but they were lovers. And then this whole just this kaleidoscope realm of color and this and neon lights. And it was, mm. it's, a, it's, and like Tom said, like, it, uh, and I feel the same way. Stop at one and two. Yeah. Just when you watch three and four, it's hokey. It's yeah. very hokey, it is. and it, it, it makes you feel like you're reading the, uh, 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 one of the comic books from the 60s. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's the route they went with that. They went from being a dark character in the 30s and 40s into this weird era where they made him, they, he, he wore blue, and like, it was just it was a weird time. It was. But, um, and um, for those who might say, oh, they're not really connected, they're not part of the series, it's the same Alfred in all four of those movies. It is. Yeah. That's the one, that and The Commissioner. Him yes. the commissioner. Yeah. Same character. So the they time. are they are the same series of movies. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. Unfortunately. <laughs> but I, I think um I think this is a quick aside, but like I mean we have rabbit trails. Yes. I mean, we love rabbit trails. Absolutely. I know you love Tom. I do. Um Batman was modeled after Sherlock Holmes. Mm. Um Greatest Detective. Greatest Detective. Yeah. He's called the Great Detective, and so is Sherlock Holmes, and their methodologies are very, very similar. Yeah. Um again, you have Batman, Bruce Wayne, who's tenacious and like a dog with a bone when it comes to this because of yeah. his own motivations, and Holmes is the same way, uh, for his own reasons, and so they're they're very comparable, and I I think that it's Sherlock Holmes has influenced a lot of things, absolutely, a lot of things, oh yeah, and um I think we may have talked about this before in another episode, or maybe I did, but um, Doctor House was modeled after him. Yep, House was Monk was yep. as well. Oh yeah, I mean these. Countless. Yeah? Yeah. And then, and I probably mentioned this on previous episodes, but for me, it's just a tidbit that, like, really blows my mind. Scotland Yard, Sherlock Holmes' recommended reading. I remember when you told me that. That is fascinating. Like, it's... Because the the methods of deduction is... Yeah. Is on point. Yeah. Um, You know, especially crime scene investigation... And, like, Holmes knew, look, don't trample my crime scene. Yeah. When you do, I lose data. Yeah, we talked like, about that last week. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, how upset he was when, it like, the, the, the ship landed. And yeah. Like, well, in, a, in our novel that we're reading. But, um, yeah, fascinating stuff. Um, I think that's a cool callback to that. Um, it's just because I can hear it like I hear it. Yes, like, yes. Like, I can hear it. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. Even the haunting whistle, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Anyway. I thought of that, so I couldn't let it yeah. pass. <laughs> no, I, I think that was good. Don't let it pass. Don't let stuff like that pass. The only thing we're let pass around here is kidney stents. Done. Here, here. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. So, um, 
Yeah, that that opening scene is really intense with him storming in there. Yeah, yeah. Um, like you said, just solidifies like your resolve. I'm oh like, yeah, Holmes is not letting yeah, this go. So, I'm obviously <laughs> looking into this now. I'm like, why yeah. wouldn't I? Yeah. So, um, but I think they already had decided with Miss Stoner, we're going to come visit you. Yeah, I think so. I when think you're, so. When your when your stepfather is not there. Yeah. And then we're going to wait. Yeah. Which is what they do. And exactly what they do. Uh, and they, Holmes spends a good deal of time examining the rooms. Yes. Yeah. And uh, finds finds some interesting things. I think the two most interesting things... Well, I guess before that, um, Helen says that some work is being done on her bedroom. Correct. Uh, but it was like work that didn't necessarily keep her from sleeping there, but it was recommended she not sleep right. there. Like they were, uh, the way it sounded to me was they were they were doing work, but it wasn't on her room. They were yeah. doing work, but it breached the wall. Is what she said. Yeah, yeah. So I and that's everything why, about this is suspicious. Yes, <laughs> you know, one hundred percent. This guy, um, Doctor Roylot, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he, I think. <laughs> Again, I'm surprised that he went to Holmes because yeah. it seems like he's doing really suspicious things yeah. that is that are fooling the stepdaughter, mm-hmm. but really aren't going to fool anybody else. No. Especially if Sherlock Holmes is joining in. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, because the, the three weirdo things yeah. that seem to be pretty obvious mm-hmm. when Sherlock Holmes examines... Her sister's room, where she died, where mm-hmm. that that Helen is now being told she must stay in. Yes. First, there's this new ventilation system that has right. been put in, mm-hmm. which is a little suspect, but that's compounded by there is now what you would see as like a like a butler call yeah, rope. Call, yeah, a call. Back. But it's connected to nothing. Yep. And apparently you can see that it's connected to nothing. Correct. Because they didn't. it didn't say, like, Holmes hammered through the ceiling. Yeah. He just like, hey. Very obvious. That's connected to nothing. Yeah, because normally you'd look up, you'd see a bell. Right. And then, as if all of that wasn't weird enough, the bed has been literally bolted to bolted the floor. Bolted to the floor. Here's a good rule to follow. <laughs> if you are staying anywhere, whether it's home or an airbnb <laughs> a friend's house if you walk five in star hotel. Yeah, and the bed is bolted to the floor bad news bears get out <laughs> don't stay don't stay get there out. because either something is coming or something was there <laughs> <laughs> and somebody's afraid of it coming back yeah yeah, yeah. Or, or an earthquake is going to happen, right? Something is going to happen. Or the beds are so comfy, people are hauling them out of here yeah. after they stay. People don't bolt beds to the floor. <laughs> you don't! So, really don't. if one is, don't sleep in it. Especially if there's a bell connected to nothing. To nothing. And, and, I mean, this is... Roy Lott is so smart, but he, he's a doctor. But uh. what he has taken... The path of least planning. But it worked. It did. And it's been two years? Two years. But, and the reason why it's been two years, so, his, her sister, 
met a man. Oh, that's right. That's right. At a, at a social event. Yeah. And then when her wedding day is coming, because they were excited about it, she would talk to her about it. That's when she brought up, like, you ever hear that whistle? <laughs> no. And now it's two years later, and now Helen's met a man. Yeah. And so it's, if, if, if you're following along here, when either of those girls get married, a third of, of that allowance is going with them. Yeah. Which means less money for Dr. Roylott. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's one of the oldest motives. Yeah. I mean, and he's not, he, you know, he's their stepfather, so there's less of a tie, right, right. Yeah. to them. I think they were two, I think it said, when he came in the picture. Yes. So, I mean, he did old. certainly help raise them, but obviously he's yeah. abusive. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, there's there's nothing, there's no love for his stepdaughters at all. Right. Um, he's just kind of waiting to get their money. Essentially. Yeah. And he's, he's a very angry man. Yes. Um, and he, he carouses with the... the the gypsy, or I believe it's uh, the the Romani tribe, the, the yeah. Romani group that, and he, yeah, and he keeps exotic animals. Yeah, he's got a cheetah running around, a baboon, a baboon, which which scares them both. <laughs> They're keeping midnight vigil here, and they see something running towards them, and then off to the side, and like no idea what this thing is, and it does a somersault, and then they're like, "Oh, is it Watson? I think it was was it Holmes? That's like." No, it was, like it was, wa- it was, it was Watson that said, oh, that's right, They've, he's got a monkey. Well, no, okay, so I think I think what happened was because Watson sees this, and they had mentioned they had a baboon earlier yeah. in the story, mm-hmm. and Watson's like, I saw, like, a child or something <laughs> running through the <laughs> darkness, and... And I'm like, what? I don't... Like, I've read The Speckled Band before. Yeah. And so this is one of the stories. It's a very famous home mm-hmm. story. And this is um, one of the ones where I, I remembered completely the ending. Yes. As I was reading it again. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, I don't think that there is a demon baby running around the woods in this story. <laughs> oh, right. And then I flipped... The, on my book, my copy, I flipped the page and Holmes like, remember, there's a baboon. <laughs> And Watson's like, I did forget about the baboon. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I also forgot about the baboon uh-huh. for a minute. <laughs> because I'm like, all right, I guess there is a baby in this story that's running around in the dark. <laughs> I don't remember that. I didn't think that was the twist in yep. the speckled band, that it was a baby uh, being put in the ventilation shaft. <laughs> yeah. A whole baby, that's right. The Shelto case part two. <laughs> um, but yeah, and, and that's relevant that there's animals. Yes. Because um, they find the saucer of milk. Yes, they do. In the other room. And they're first like, she's like, we don't have a cat. Yeah. And like, I think Watson's like, maybe the cheetah? Yeah, I know. Maybe the cheetah's having some milk. They have some milk? And like, some I chocolate chip cookies that. over here, too. <laughs> It's <laughs> a meow mix. <laughs> God. Um, but I think the real... It's always fun when Holmes does not give Watson all the clues here. Yeah. He's, he's yeah. always... He holds back. Yeah. Almost as if he's like, look, I think I'm right, but I don't know. He wants to save a little face. Yeah. Like yeah. He always reserves that amount for like, I could be wrong. Yes. Which I think is very smart. And in a way, it's... it's as yeah. as arrogant as narcissistic sometimes as he can be, it's very it's very very humble him doing that. Yeah. Like I could be wrong, um, and like 
dude, man, if you and I are keeping watch, right? <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, be very careful. Our lives could depend on it. Don't move. Then out of nowhere, I start whipping the bed in pitch black. <laughs> Horrifying. <laughs> you said don't move. You said don't move. We're going to I'm going to die. I'm going to die. You're going to die. I'm going to die. Holmes does this all the time. All the time. I feel like this is, man. this is like the fifth or whatever story we've read where Holmes is like, it is very important that you no longer speak as of right now. <laughs> and then Holmes says about 18 more things. Yeah. And Watson's like, just nodding. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> like, Holmes didn't shut up. <laughs> Holmes is still talking. Holmes is still moving. If I'm watching, like, I thought you said that we shouldn't be talking anymore. <laughs> it's like, it's like and Bill Cosby. Unfortunately, the man went. To, the man went the route that he did. It's a very sad story. Mm. Um, he once said, "He said they tell you all the time at the dentist office, don't stick objects in your teeth." <laughs> in your mouth what's the first thing they do when they come at you a metal hook it's what they immediately want to shove in your mouth this is true is it the same scenario you know, that's so traumatizing you said that and i could like feel it <laughs> yeah. like wait you said not do this right now you're doing it it is it's funny though and like it's it's a crazy scene and i don't know if you've listened to any dramatized readings of this story but um they're fun. Um, they are, because the way this scene goes, like, right now, folks, and I highly recommend if um, it's it's on Audible, uh, and I guess maybe on Amazon, too, because Amazon owns Audible, um, but it's an Audible original. It's, um, oh, my gosh, Stephen Fry reads all of the Sherlock oh, Holmes stories. Fun. It is. And he does a great job narrating, mm. um, adding drama to it. There's no there's no music or anything, but he just he brings the drama with his own storytelling, yeah. with his own voice. And um it's uh it's it's a it's fun to hear this scene described, but then especially when it's dramatized in any way, shape, or form, um, you know, Stephen Fry's reading and he he whispers like this. You know, when he's yeah talking to Watson and it's just it makes you feel more there. Yeah. Um and it's it's it just makes it makes it more real. That's one of the reasons why I like listening to audio versions. Yeah, because it's, yeah. Um it's it, it brings things to life. Um, especially for me, like I I've said this before, I have an hour commute. So it makes my commute go by. Yeah. So I listen to audiobooks, I'll listen to podcasts, and this is a fun way to consume books for me. Yeah. When I don't have the time, because yeah. you know, work ten hour days, it gets crazy. Um, so I, I highly recommend even anything just just getting Audible for that, because it's really great. If you you know you love Sherlock Holmes, obviously you're listening to this, <laughs> so uh, check it out. But it's it's really a great listen. So yeah, um, but it it's uh yeah it's it's a. Watson opens the lantern to see what's going on. Yeah, that's true. And blinded, I think, right? Yeah, I think anything. so. Yeah, he he kind of it's too much light, <laughs> you know. Um, and uh, and he doesn't even see what Holmes no. was trying to to yep. hit. Uh, it's unclear whether Holmes really saw what he was trying to hit either. Yeah. Um, and uh, they hear another. They hear scream. This yeah. time, uh, Roylott. Uh, Roylott scream. Mm-hmm. And I, I love that Holmes is like, well, Watson's like, what was that? Holmes like, 
Mm, that means it's over. <laughs> yeah, I'm <just> like, <laughs> uh, that means it's over. Yeah. Watson's like, Watson still has no idea. No idea. And so they go into Roy Lott's room, and of course, they find out what the speckled band was. Yeah. It was this uh, snake that was part of the rest of the Menagerie. zoo crew yeah. that he had. The zoo crew. <laughs> Um, uh, currently, uh, had bitten and was still currently even on and around, uh, yeah, right. That, that's spooky, yeah. man. It was wrapped around his head yeah. because and the, the, the sister kept, one of the things she said before she passed was the speckled band, the speckled band. Yeah. Speckled band is the markings on the snake. Yeah. And it's things coiled around his head. Yeah. And it's just like a weird, sick twisted head isn't even what killed him because holmes is like the bite killed him within you know oh yeah the bite is what killed him so and then the snake is just like coiled around him yeah uh so i mean horrifying scene to walk in on and the the, what the way it's described the scream they hear yeah it's such great writing yeah um it really really is you are again you like you you don't, at this point, like, if you're reading the story for the very first time, you don't know what caused this scream. Yeah. But it's made to be so vivid that you know that something horrific has just happened. Yes. You're yes, not absolutely. just like, oh, somebody screamed, what's going on? It's, yeah. yo, some stuff went down. Yeah, this was this was a death scream. Correct. <laughs> it's yeah. a death rattle. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and so we find out, of course, that the, the ventilation system mm-hmm. had been... Um, the avenue for the snake, the snake. Uh, to come in, come down the, uh, the bell rope, the bell rope that was connected mm-hmm. to no bell, and the bed needed to be in the same spot all the yeah. time. And the whistle was the snake hissing. That's what it was. Yeah, or the wh- yes, yes, yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, Holmes scared it back in yeah. to uh, to yeah, Boylock's room. Back up, yeah. And Holmes had no qualms. He's like, I think I probably killed the guy. And he, yeah. and he didn't say like, but it, he didn't feel bad at all. Yeah. And yeah. see, again, if you're a first time reader yeah. of this or the first time you listen to it, it's like, you don't know what Holmes is going to say when yeah. he says, you know, I did by proxy kill this man. Yeah. And you're waiting probably for some profuse ejaculation of remorse right. and how this Nothing. isn't right. <laughs> Nothing. He's like, not that mad about it. Yeah, yeah pretty much. <laughs> I'm all right with yeah. it. Because again, I mean, and we've seen this actually, I guess more often yeah. than not, yeah. is Holmes is like, look, I'm not Scotland Yard. Mm-hmm. I, you know, uh, this guy, he was a an abusive yeah. murderer. Yeah. Um, He's dead and that's good. <laughs> like right. essentially is what Holmes it's, he did it once he's trying to do yeah. it again it's right. not like and it's not like Holmes killed he, him on purpose right exactly it is it is what happened yeah like you said like it's he, he did this before like it's not like I made a right. bad decision yeah. and I killed somebody yeah this is well shit if it works once right <laughs> yeah he's gonna do it again I'm gonna do it again it's not like he unbolted the bed right exactly two years earlier <laughs> yeah he, he left you that know. sucker bolted yeah oh my um, gosh and I, I, I got to say, another uh, another modern reference, or rather, I guess the opposite of whatever that is, um, another uh, movie that I believe must have pulled from this uh, is Star Wars. If we think about the prequels. Yes. Right? It was, it's episode two. two. 
right? Yep. Clone because Wars. they're they're trying to kill um, Padme. Padme. Yeah. yeah. And they use the ventilation uh, trick. Uh, it wasn't a ventilation. It was an assassin droid. Okay. It cut a hole in the glass. Oh, that's what... Okay, you're right, you're right. That's what it was. But it's very then, similar. It is. It's the same concept. Yeah. They dropped in these very poisonous creatures. Yes. And I've got to think that they pulled that concept from... I mean, obviously, this came first. Right. You know? Um, I mean, this is a this is a classic piece of literature. It's got to come yeah. from that, you know? Um but yeah, I, I, I thought of that too. I'm like, hey, Batman, Star Wars, this story is chock full yeah, of... <laughs> see, I didn't even think of that. And that's yeah. a great reference. It's 100% yeah. true. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a... Sometimes it's like that kind of justice... I mean, we were talking We were talking about tonight off mic when you were telling me about that story about this, this man who abducts a 10-year-old girl. Yeah. And then they catch him once and then he gets out. Of prison, yeah. Not too long after, and goes out and kidnaps her again. And it's like, look, something's got to be done here. And like, and I, and I don't know how. How tell me how you feel, Tom? Sure. I'm of the mind that you know what. If if you, if you can't help yourself, that you do what you do. Mm. I feel for you. Right. I get it. Yeah. You can't be in society though. Sure. You can't. It's just not allowable. But in cases like this, where it's like, I don't know, man, you're a repeat offender, and like, and you don't have remorse, sometimes we might need Sherlock Holmes' justice in the world. Yeah, I mean, it, you, you say that, and, you know, I, I'm glad I'm not a, a vigilante yeah. where I have to make that decision. Yeah. Uh, and, I, and I don't think Holmes would have gone out of his way to kill the No, guy. no, he doesn't. He but never does. I I sort of do side with Holmes. We're like, we're not sad about this. Like, right. we're not in mourning. Correct. Because this abusive murderer thief. Right. Is mm-hmm. is is dead now. Correct. Um, so yeah, I, I would agree that you know when justice like that does take place, um, that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> like know? we said, there's parameters. It's <laughs> sure this man did this once. Yeah. And he doesn't have any remorse and he's yeah. happily going to do it again. Yeah. Um, that's bad. <laughs> Absolutely. You know what I mean? It's, it's either, okay, if you have to do something about it, yeah. whether it's incarcerate or, yeah. you know, um, and the death penalty is a very, t- it's a touch and go subject. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? So it's here or there, but like you said, sometimes like if it happens, we're not mad about it. You yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. kind of justice was served. And um I don't know if I sometimes and bear with me folks if I repeat stuff sometimes because I, I don't remember what I said on other podcasts in specific instances. But um I'm a you know, I'm a true crime fan. And and I don't think I told you this before, Tom, but okay. there was a a killer that was caught. I can't remember it was a rape serial rapist murderer. I can't remember if it was children or not. Sure. But he gets incarcerated, and then he's walking around prison talking to other inmates like, oh, the day they let me out, I'm going to go right back to doing what I was doing. Like, no remorse, and he's saying this to inmates. Mm. And do man, some of them had some sort of powwow, some sort of council get-together, and the one guy's like, I'm here for life. Oh, I think you did say that, but yeah. yeah. I'm here for life, um, no matter what I do. Yeah. So I'm gonna kill him. 
because that shouldn't be running around the streets. So yeah. like there is honor among thieves in yeah. that regard. And like I even had a, I had a prison guard tell me that. Mm. Um that, that that is definitely the case. They said when it comes to sex offenders of the like and like that, some of these guys like they're they're burglars. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they have families. Like right. they have kids. Yeah. Like that could be their wife or kid that's getting raped and murdered. Yeah. Like they don't like those people. Yeah. And so, like, it's just interesting that, like, sometimes that justice takes place. And in this case, the guy's like, look, I'm in here for life anyway. A body count isn't going to affect my my sentence. I'm killing him. Because yeah. if he gets out, he's going to do much worse things than me. And I know yeah. I'm not a good guy. Yeah. Um, it is interesting. But then, and, and, it, and it goes both ways. Because sometimes you do need that, that, um, that, uh... blue carbuncle kind of justice where oh yeah yeah you're like same thing like even today man like yeah what would our present justice system or our penal system man like nordic countries i read mm. their 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 penal system is totally different they like they put you in a room but you have a bed it's nice surroundings mm. like and you you're you're given rehabilitation therapy, like right. you're talked to, yeah. like so that like not everybody is a psychopathic serial killer. Sure, but like our justice system, though, and I've heard arguments a lot about this, is that you put them in a that you put them into a penal system where they're going in, they're rubbing shoulders with other criminals. They go in, they just get stronger and harder, mm. and they come out that way. Yeah, it's not like they're coming out a new man, right? And so, like, sometimes you, like, we might need that type of thing where Holmes goes, look, if I put this guy in there, <laughs> you're going to lose him. Yeah. This guy obviously made a gross mistake. Yeah. He didn't kill anybody. He stole something he shouldn't have. If I put him in there with those animals, he's lost. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes you need that, too. Yeah. You know, it's, I think this so is I get of, that. This is part of the fun. Uh, I don't know if you'd agree. Of talking about genres like this. Yeah. Um, because there's so many real world things it can relate to. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah, it's it's fiction, but it's it's there are real situations like this. Yeah. Yeah. It's hundred percent true. And it's more often than not, especially now. Oh, absolutely. Um I, I just read today in twenty twenty, Tom, there was forty five thousand gun-related deaths, like, wow. in the United States yeah. alone. That's just gun deaths. You're yeah. not talking about <laughs> knifings, right. hangings, yeah. uh, bludgeoning deaths, yeah. nothing like that. And it's like, it's crazy. It is crazy. It's nuts. You do the math on how many a month that is, it's frightening. Um, it's just, I mean, crime, vi violence is a very real thing in our world. Yeah. And let's face it, we're all desensitized to it. Yeah. Whether it's because we watch Law and Order SVU mm. or we whatever, or we just we see things in the news, you see it often enough, yeah. And you're just like, I mean, for me, it's like I'm. It's like I'm watching a movie screen. I can't do anything about it. Right. It's just there. Yeah. So it's like, and it's it's tough. It's very tough. Um. Did you ever see Hotel Rwanda? I have not. That's a very good movie, and I think that's a that's a true story. Yes, I I've heard I've yeah. heard a little about it. Yeah. So it's 
it, it takes place during an ethnic cleansing in Africa. Mm. And this they're exterminating this one particular tribe. And while this is going on, there's a hotel that this man runs. Right. His wife is one of these this group that they're trying to exterminate. Oh, wow. So that adds this tension to the film. But there's two American journalists that are there. And, like, they're in the middle of this. And they're like, yo, we need to get the, the, one, the one reporter's like, we need to get the word out, man. He's like, this is... This is horrific. Yeah. He said, we need to get the word out. People can come here. They can help. They can do something. And in the movie, and I don't know if this is a direct quote from the other reporter. Sure. But what he says is accurate, unfortunately, nonetheless. He says, you know what's going to happen when we do that? He's like, I'll tell you exactly what's going to happen. He said, at least back home in America. They're going to pause for a moment from eating their dinner, and they're going to look at the TV screen, and they're going to say, boy, that's a shame. And then they're going to go back to eating their dinner. And, like, yeah. it's so wild in this day and age. Like I said, we're desensitized to it. Yeah. Um, and it's just, it's it's unfortunate in that way, because, I mean, I mean, tell me, Tom, how many things in your, I mean, when you look at the news, you look at these things, you're like, Ukraine, like, do you feel the same way? Do you feel like you're looking at something you can't control? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we you know we live in the in the Philadelphia area, you know, and so we hear a lot of stuff even that happens in this area. Yeah, um, on a daily basis mm-hmm. around where I work. Yeah, um, and even then, I'm like, yeah, it's it's. What can we do? You know, and mm-hmm. I feel that way. Well, what can I do? So, either I dwell on it or ignore it or you know and i don't know which is right you know both are not really the right response no. you don't want to dwell and dwell but you don't want to ignore and pretend it's not happening you know right. so yeah absolutely it's it's like you're watching a a, a movie or something mm-hmm. that you're you're just an onlooker yeah as opposed to being part of it but these are tragedies mm-hmm. these are horrific tragedies and and that is that's what's tough for me, man, is that I get enraged. I yeah. get enraged because I'm watching what's happening. I know what's happening. Yeah. I know why. And I have to die on myself back and go, unless you're going to quit your job, mm. leave your life as you know it, and go put it all on the line for a cause, you're not stopping. Yeah. And so... That's why I have to focus on, try to focus on, you help who you can around you. Yeah. If we all did that, and it was Professor Dittman in college, man, he said something to this effect. He said, Mm. you can't change the system. The system is structured so that it's impenetrable. (laughs) Right. So you can't get and you can't change it. Yeah. But the system is made up of people. We can, if you can change people, you can change the system. And if we all did that in our own lives of just, look, I know I can help you, so I'm going to help you. Right. Like, look, like, yeah. people have been generous to me. I'm going to be generous to you. Yeah. If we all did that, things would be totally different. Yeah. Totally, totally different. Um, but I guess that's the that's the trade-off, and some people call it sin nature. Some people just say, hey, it's human nature. Um, nature versus nurture. There's a lot right. of reasons to try and explain why we are the way we are. Yeah. Students. 
but it's if we all just make those small changes. Yeah, I think so. I, I think you're right about that, you know, because, you know, you can't go around changing the external all the time. Right. You have to work on on people's internal, mm-hmm. you know, whatever that might look like. Yeah. That's who a person is. Mm-hmm. It, the system doesn't change. No. The people change. And I, I agree with that, you know. And so, you know, it's wherever we find ourselves, you know, wh- whether we're some kind of detective like Holmes who has the ability to mm-hmm. let uh, a person who made a bad choice go because he doesn't have the yeah um the pressure to have to take him in like we did like we saw on the carbuncle yeah or you know i mean i'm a teacher you know hopefully i'm i'm reaching the kids i'm teaching and maybe mm-hmm. hopefully making them think different ways yeah, i'm man. hoping that's happening yep. you know even with you and you you encounter people customers all the time yeah. and you you and you know you and your crew are, are friendly and, and and helpful to people and, and maybe that changes mm-hmm. somebody's day and you know it's it's where we're at you know what yep. what we're doing wherever we're at we we be the best person we can be to people and um hopefully hopefully that does change yep. maybe a person I agree, man. I feel like that's the only glimmer of hope, really. Yeah. As far as that goes, because it's... It can make you despondent. Sure. It really can. Um, And it's to be able to just put blinders on focus, and that's what I do anymore. Mm. When I find myself getting heated about the world, and I'm like, what's going on in current events? I'm just like, you you can't do anything about it. Yeah. You need to, like, sit here and help who you can. Yeah. And it's... That's all we can do. And yeah, and, and you know, it's we can get media news overload, for sure. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, sometimes we think, oh man, well, there's more bad stuff happening now than ever. Maybe, um, but we also just know about more now right. than ever because, you know, I can pick up my phone and there's probably about three notifications on something awful that happened around our city. Yeah. Um, I couldn't do that ten years ago. No. You know, yeah, or you whatever. Um, I had to actually seek it out, and yep. now it comes to me. It seeks me out. Correct. You know, honestly, the way phones work, right? We sitting, we've been sitting here talking about this kind of stuff. Our phones have been listening to us. Oh yeah. The computer programs, and now we're going to get ads tailored towards the things we've just been talking about. Yeah, hundred percent. Literally, it's seeking us out. Yep, it's hundred percent. You can avoid it. Yeah, and so that's not always healthy. In fact, it's almost never healthy. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so, yeah, we, we have to, you know, and so that's why we, we can't dwell, but also we can't ignore. So where is this middle ground that we have to try to day by day figure out where it is, mm-hmm. what, depending on, on where, who and what we're around Correct. and see, okay, well, what can we do to make people and the world just a little bit better <laughs> than maybe it was before? Yeah, man. And that's, I mean, that's. Exactly. Yeah. It make it a little better than it was before. Um, I like having these conversations on here. I mean, we can laugh. We have a good time. We, but like, real subjects come out of, right out of stories and writing and literature, mm-hmm. and it's, it's one of the reasons why we read. Am I right, Tom? Oh, absolutely. Like, it's it's things that become relatable and, um, not just to be entertained, but sometimes like for relatability like this. So yeah. it's. One of the many reasons why Sherlock Holmes is so great. Uh, I agree, hundred <laughs> percent. So I think uh, I think it's a good place to stop with this, and we'll 
we're going to move on to talking about our novel Shawcombs versus Dracula by Lauren D. Estelman. We're going to be covering the next four chapters, which is chapters five through eight. All right, after our little break just now, although it's two seconds for you, it's been about a half hour for me and Tom. <laughs> I refreshed my, uh, my beverage here. It's got soda and something else in it. Uh, Tom... Uh, <laughs> And uh, we're back. (laughs) (laughs) um, So uh, we're we're kicking off now. We're doing chapters five through eight uh, for the Adventures of Sherlock Holmes, for the Adventures of Sherlock Holmes, Sherlock Holmes versus Dracula by Lauren D. Estelman. So first I want to say this before we go into like descriptions and stuff. Um, I was listening to an audio production called The Tangled Skein. Okay. And it's Shaw Combs and Dracula. <laughs> um, it's put out by Big Finish Audio. Again, not sponsored. Wish it was. <laughs> um, but um, it's really great. It's, it's audio drama. Mm. And these two guys are great, man. And the production value is so good. But it's they're, they tangle with Dracula. Yeah. So, like, as I'm reading this now, because I listened <laughs> to it the other day, yeah. and I'm like, wait, what happened in which one? I'm like, oh, man. I'm that like, can be confusing. That can be very confusing. So, like, it's just, forgive me if I start talking about something. And for those of you who have read reading along, you're like, yeah, that didn't happen. Like, we don't know what he's talking yeah. about. I'll like, stop you, because I have not listened to that. There you go. I got so. I got a baseline here. I'll stop me. Like, Mike, that's, that's absolutely wrong. So, oh, my gosh. So, let's see. So, we got chapter five. So... Chapter 5, Watson valiantly sets out on his own to keep watching the Heath. Holmes saves Watson Watson from the blue for lady with a silver crucifix. Mm. Holmes and Watson meet Van Helsing and his vampire killers as they slay the blue for lady. So that is uh, our summary for Chapter 5. So uh, I'll start out. So there's uh, there's Holmes and Watson, they're on their way home. Uh, or they're out traveling, and it's the wee early hours of the morning, and Holmes stops at his bookstore. <laughs> yeah, and it's like they're closed, but the lights on, and so Holmes goes in, he knocks on the door, goes in, comes out with this volume about vampires and the like, and um, Watson's like he was open, <laughs> and Holmes said. I, I make it my basically I make it my business to familiarize myself with with merchants and shopkeepers that suffer from insomnia, which is fantastic. It is fantastic. Like like that's freaking genius. Yeah. And he says so. He says because this way I know that when I need something, I could borderline get it at a moment's notice. Brilliant. Like, it's freaking brilliant, man. <laughs> I'm like, that's so genius. So, like, that really struck me just right out the gate. With the I need to start chapter. keeping a list of insomniac, yeah. <laughs> small yeah. shopkeepers. Small, yeah, yeah, I agree, man. I guess that's... <laughs> Bookstores, typewriter, typewriter, typewriter vendors for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah I wish. Mean, <laughs> but that, that really struck me. I thought that was really freaking cool. Um, Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what your first impressions were at the gate. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I would say that I, I noticed a few things. I noticed that Holmes is is clean of drugs at this point. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they, they, they did, went out of their way to mention that, mm-hmm. uh, which is great. 
I, I, like I've said before, I love knowing when kind of we are in the timeline of things. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's fun. I will say it's, it's a bit odd and I've, I've been noticing that a little bit throughout the reading of this book. It's a bit odd to have Holmes jump on this supernatural solution in my mind so very quickly. We've, we've talked about before how Sherlock Holmes is usually very much not a supernatural believer. Mm -hmm. And it's usually Watson who's like, yeah, but maybe. Right, right, right. Um, And Uh this time it's, it's the complete opposite. It is. Especially in today's chapters. Holmes yep. is like, well, hey, I've I've eliminated every other impossibility, and so this is all that's left. And Watts Keaton keeps going, are you crazy? You know, like, yeah. and and uh, and so it was just jarring to me. And I understand, you know, that's that's the book we're in because it, it is a supernatural thing, right? And so Holmes is going to be correct, mm-hmm. but um, it just uh, very very Holmes like, all right, I think this is it. And we're just going to run with this supernatural yeah. thing, um, and the book. I'm trying. I'm trying to look. I, I meant to look it up before. Is this a real book? I have no idea that he gets, and so that's what I'm it looking. Didn't occur up to right. me to look that up. Yeah, are you looking it up now? I am looking it up right now, at least to see if Amazon has it. While you're um, while you're looking yeah. that up, I, I agree 100. percent Like I, I caught that too, and like normally it's flipped, uh, but two things with that. One, if I was Watson, yeah. And I hear Holmes make this decision. <laughs> I mean, I would I would try to stop myself and say, I know this man. I know he doesn't make choices and decisions on a whim. Yeah. It's thought out. Yeah. He makes sure he's dotted every I, crossed every T, and then he makes his ruling on something. So, like, if it was me and I was Watson, I'd go, well, shoot, man. He's serious. Yeah. He went, and especially if I know, like you said, he's normally the skeptic. Yes. Like, he must obviously find something here. And, and I guess he is going along with it, you know. And I, I think just, <laughs> Watson just bursts into, I can't believe this is happening. Yeah, you he's know? real vocal every, about yeah, it. Every time somebody comes up and says, oh yeah, by the way. And he's like, no. Like, you what's, what's wrong? With you. Yeah. I mean, I'm a man of science, you know, and things like that. And, um, yeah, so I think it just threw me. Uh, I cannot find the book on Amazon. It may not be a real book. All right. Um, which is a little bit of a bummer. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, also, I guess, not really that surprising because, no. you know, vampires. Uh, yeah. And also, but, too, don't forget, you're looking on Amazon for a book that's written, what, 34 years ago? All right, that's fair. So that's that might be why it's not beyond there, but... yeah. Well, if, if I'll do some more research okay. another time, and and if I find this is a real book, yeah. um, I'm not going to buy it, but I'll let you know. That'd be cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I think when it comes to what we're talking about, so if you remember in like the preface and the forward, yeah, um, it's talked about. I think by Estelman as the editor, yeah, that he very much, I guess, in the Sussex Vampire, yeah. Holmes fronts and says, yeah, that's preposterous. Yeah. Absolutely preposterous. And they speculate that maybe he took that stance in the Sussex Vampire because they were trying to keep this quiet. That's true. I did forget about that that uh, preface. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
You're right. He did um, say that. But that that could be one reason for that. Yeah. Um, uh, one thing I I also, and I think should be be taken notice of is Watson's bravery, man. Yeah. He's a beast, and I don't think yeah. he gets enough. He doesn't get enough uh, recognition for that. That's true. Um, he, he he decides. You know what? Like, of course, in Grant Holmes fashion, he doesn't give Watson all the details as to what he's doing, and so Watson just makes this decision on his own on his own that look that woman's still out there. Yeah, those kids are still in jeopardy. I don't know where Holmes is, yeah. but I know where I need to be. Yeah, and he goes, man. He he straps up and he goes, and it's just. It blows my mind, especially, I mean, given the weird um, details of this case, um, he he goes, man, uh, and, and he goes out alone. Yeah. By himself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and he, even the cab driver won't hang around. No, man. <laughs> Whips that thing up. And, and it's totally... And I don't know if the, you thought this, but it went through my mind. I'm like, this is totally opposite of Nigel Bruce's Watson. Oh, my goodness. Yes. <laughs> Nigel Bruce's Watson would have stumbled out of bed with a nightcap on. And, you know. And, oh. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to watch the... I'll watch the flat. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> well, might as well drink some brandy just in case someone comes back. You know. Very uh, shaggy esque. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, no, this is a brave Watson. Um, although when when Holmes um, does call him foolish, uh, I don't get the fact that Holmes is talking down to him. No, it's very much a I I you could have been hurt. Um, don't like this is dangerous, Watson. Yes. Like. Um. Y- y- we need to stick together on this. Yes. Uh, or at the very least, you know, don't go out alone. You know. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh. And I think obviously that that moment is going to be what, well, not even all together, but what definitely makes Watson realize there is something else. There is something actually supernatural going on. Yes. Uh, even as Holmes has been reading this book to him, which right before Watson's enc- encounter with the Bluefer lady, um, I did I did want to point out a very funny line in the book. Um, so this is when Holmes is just giving Watson all kinds of vampire facts that Holmes is reading Uh in this book. And he's like, did you know that vampires cast no shadow? And Watson, I imagine very dryly, the subject never came up at university. (laughs) (laughs) That's right, he says that. I just think, this is a very droll and yet... Holmes, this is nonsense type of line. Oh, yeah, man. Dude, he's so vocal. And like, yeah. we'll see that later on. Like, he's yes. vocal, he man. He is. Like, upset. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is, it's, it's, it's very funny, but at the same yeah. time, it's like, yo, man, like, he he really upset. Oh, yeah. This is, this is, I have a college degree, Holmes, and uh, no vampires. I've studied the human body, believe yeah. it or not, Holmes. <laughs> Um, what you're talking about just yeah. doesn't exist in any of the corpses I've seen. But uh, I also love Holmes, who is reading this book, and in his mind, yeah. he is now gleaning knowledge that he had not previously had. Yes. Uh, and so Holmes loves to know things. Data, data, data. Yeah, exactly. And so he's 
now doing something that he's never done before. And so Holmes, he's like, oh, what? I mean, we've all done that, right? We're reading something that maybe nobody else cares about at yeah. all. And we're like, hey, did you know this? Oh, man, did you know this? And people are like, mm, no, and I really didn't care anyway. Yeah. And so that's kind of Watson. But Holmes is so excited, and it's fun. Mm-hmm. And Watson's hilarious. And then Watson encounters the Blue for Lady. Yes. And it's uh, and uh, th- there's a passage I want to uh, reference real quick. Again, just about my note I have for this passage is he is a true life paladin. He really is. Um, so th- like, this is right when like he, in- so he's, he says, I did not wait long. Barely had I sat down in the damp grass when I became conscious of a change in the atmosphere around me. Mm. I can define it only as a sudden lowering of the temperature. And yet there was something else, something not of this world that made me feel distinctly uncomfortable. I felt the hairs on the back of my neck rise. So the next sentence isn't, I thought twice, and I ran. It's, again, I drew my weapon, this time slowly and without noise. He's just there. And, like, originally I was, like, reading, I was, like, making a note or two. I was going to say, Watson's absolutely fearless. And I'm like, no, that's not the case. He's not fearless. He's courageous. And the the difference is because... He is cautious. He does have trepidation. Yeah. But he pushes through anyway because that is what he does. Yeah. And that's phenomenal. Yeah. Um, I feel like like a, it needs to be said and harped on. And, oh, yeah. And that's, that's what bravery is, right? Yeah. It's, it's not about not having any fear. It's yeah. about doing what has to be done. Correct. Uh, regardless of the fact that you might feel fear. Yeah. Some people would argue being fearless is stupid. <laughs> but yeah, here sense, is you know? this child that Watson seems, he hears this cry, yep. which is kind of what draws him to this area. Mm-hmm. He thinks there might be a danger. He's going to take care of the problem. Yeah. If he can. Yep. Exactly. Just it's, it's a thing that needs to be done and he's doing it. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, it's it's I, I think Watson deserves to be recognized for that. Yes, I agree hundred percent because he he doesn't get enough credit. Yeah, um, I agree hundred percent. And and I will say, I mean, this, the whole we talked a little bit last time about the writing, and the and the chilling way things are written. Ah, absolutely. Um, this encounter with the blue yeah. for lady is so chilling. Yeah, it is. And man. so horrifying. Um I I read I read that section twice because not because I didn't understand it. I just I wanted to read it again because it was so gripping at the same time. Yes. Um yeah, it, it, you know, everything from just the description of of her face and then her change and Watson's sort of trance like state that he was all you know drawn to her and correct th- oh my goodness um it was yeah chilling it was chilling only it word is, for it I it's think. an incredible yeah. description yeah um it's so well written and like you said that's the that's the trick is that you when you t- when you deal with film, it's easy to create that air of suspense yeah. with music and and other other cues for the scene, but when it comes to writing, you don't have those things at your disposal. Yeah, it is simply the word. Yeah, and to craft that atmosphere before you 
And it's weird because, like, when you read, like, you can be at the next sentence in seconds. Yeah. And within those few seconds, you create this atmosphere of this is frightening. And it's amazing to be able to do that. Yeah. Um, It's a talent. It is a a very real talent. And, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to read other other works of Estelman's. Yeah. You know, but I, it's, um, it's a really cool scene. And then I think before this, right, we, he's approached by a beggar right before he, this whole thing goes That's, down. Yes. He is approached by a beggar, um, uh, a beggar. I, I did have to reread this section as well because I, I, I needed to be able to make sure I was picturing it correctly. Right. A beggar who, who was without legs, right. right on kind mm-hmm. of a cart. Yeah. Um, and even Watson's description, Watson Watson was very, very sure this beggar had no legs. Yeah, he was. And, you know. Absolutely. Um, and even, um, I think Watson even gave him some money. Yeah. Yeah, he gave him money. <laughs> yeah. So in the midst of all Watson is doing, or about to do, he's like, i got to make sure this guy's taken care of, too. Mm-hmm. And he, you know, he uh, flips him a coin. Um, and, of course, um, thankfully that beggar was there, because it's not a beggar at all. Um, mm-hmm. Surprise once again. It's home. Yep. <laughs> With legs. Yeah. With legs. Thank, thank, thank the maker. Yeah. You know, um, it's, uh, and I, I think, is it in this chapter that Holmes, Holmes even says, he says, look, like, I'm the one that made a mistake because I almost wasn't there to protect you. Yes, I think so. Like, I so. almost wasn't yeah. there. Like, you were going to die. Yeah, and because it's true, that's exactly what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Watson was going to become kind of the first adult victim of the Bluefer lady, correct? Um, which is what he kind of says. The cab driver got away mm-hmm. to not be, um, if not for Holmes stepping in at that moment, correct? Yeah, uh, absolutely. And they were able to save the child too. They were, with no marks on them, so they were in time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and they they narrowly escaped the cop because the cops now like, oh, you're yeah. the only two people around here with this boy. <laughs> yeah. What am I supposed to yeah. think? Like, so, did I stumble upon <laughs> you and you didn't get to do what you were going to do yet? Yeah. I I love home response being that they needed to make sure they got out of it because uh, inspectors like that are are uncreative and so yes they, they would go for the easy the easy, the easy answer. answer. <laughs> yeah, that's always they're very uncreative. Yeah. But at the same ranking. time, you can't blame that no. cop. For, you know, you are the only two people here. You have a child, and um, this is the area where children have been have been dying and, exactly or, or being, being hurt. At being least. hurt. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, absolutely, it's amazing so. they were able to talk themselves out of that situation. It is, and I like how like when they're like Holmes even says like. Watson walks slowly yeah. because if we in any way, shape, or form make it look like we're in a hurry, yeah. you know, the jig is up. He's like, I just narrowly got us out of this. He's like, we will chase us. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, and then so they're after that they they make their way to this crypt. Yes, which is yes, not a real do. fun starts. Yeah, I like um, <laughs> as they make their way to the crypt as they're. Um, Climbing over the wall. Yeah. Uh, I like when Holmes, uh, because Watson cannot, he's like, we we're, we can't hop this cemetery wall. <laughs> right. And I like that Holmes, um, uh, he said, if one of us can give the other a boost, 
He's, Holmes says, it's no joke when one middle-aged man asks another to hoist him up over a six-foot fence. Yeah, there's nothing like, wrong with yeah, that. He's like, like, look, we were not joking here, and if we're serious. Uh, you know, when we're both getting up there, Watson, and, uh, you know, he's like, I do have a better grip than you, so I have to stand on your back. And, mm-hmm. and get over. That makes sense. Checks out. It checks out. <laughs> it checks out. Uh, but it's just a little funny. Um, Holmes admitting his age there. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they're, I mean, they're middle aged. You're 45. Two 45 year old men. Yeah. You know? Uh, yeah, I'm not 45, and I'm not hopping any cemetery fences anytime soon. Uh, yeah, I agree. And I'm so. not pulling anybody up either. So. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> you know what it is? I, I keep forgetting, like, I guess cause it was. It was it's Nigel Bruce's Watson that that did it to me. That I'm like I'm envisioning like a very portly Watson. Yeah, I'm like no, like it's I, I it's more like the Jude Law Watson. Like he's in shape, man. Yeah. He's in shape. I mean, even I'm looking at the cover of my book, and Watson definitely, you know, he he doesn't look old. He doesn't look young because they're middle aged, but he's definitely not yeah. this portly fellow no. either. You know, and that is it's a Nigel Bruce Watson. And maybe, you know, Mike, maybe we're at the point where, and maybe this is a good thing. Yeah. Um, where uh, most new Holmes fans probably don't have that stigma in their mind. Probably not, especially if they're younger fans. Yeah. Probably not. If they're younger, they probably come, their Holmes movies are. Robert Downey Jr. Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, and the probably. Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah, that's true. Series. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, the Basil Rathbone, Nigel Bruce ones are excellent, mm-hmm. and they should be required viewing for Holmes fans. Right. Uh, but they're not the not the, the majority norm. of yeah. They're not the norm Correct. anymore. You and I, you and I were for. I mean, we had older parents, so we were forced yes. to have a classical education when Absolutely. it came to this. Yeah. You know? But uh, yeah, that's not that's not the Holmes and Watson of no. of today, uh, which is good for the stories. I agree. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. So we're we're the old guard, I think. Yeah. <laughs> in in that in that sense, we're actually kind of the middle guard because there's there's older guard than us. That's <laughs> true. Crazy. That's true. Yeah. yeah the, I mean, it's, uh, it's 120, 120 some odd years. The, the fan, silent film family. Sherlock Holmes. Right, 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 man. <laughs> Wild, right? Yeah. Oh man, it's too fun. Uh, yeah, I agree. It's it's the things that you're you're introduced to first. Yeah. Um, and we, you and I, were introduced to a very very portly, bumbling Watson. Yeah. Um, and it's, and we've had this conversation before, but like in that, with regards to that, they, I think they had a discussion amongst themselves of, look, if we try to do this the way it's written, yeah. people are gonna fall asleep. Like we need. <laughs> Like, Watson's going to be comic relief. Yes. Yeah. You know? And it's it worked for them. It did. It did. Yeah. That was a very successful movie series. Uh, it was. For, for, 14 films. Yeah. Yeah. Two with the two with Fox. Mm-hmm. You have 12 with Universal. Yeah. So Universal ones all, for the time, modern day. Yes. Um, but Fox was the two period pieces. Yeah. Hound of the Baskervilles and The Adventures of Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. And I believe The Adventures was not based on anything. Thing. I don't believe so. I believe, honestly, I believe The Hound of the Baskervilles was the only one of those that was I based on a so. story at all. Um, or am I wrong? No, some, they were based... Loosely. Like, loosely. Yeah. Like, Hound of the Baskervilles was Hound of the Baskervilles. Right. But, for example, um, the one with uh, the... Uh, 
the jewel thief. Okay. He hides the jewel in like the plaster Napoleons. Yeah. Like yeah. there's a store. There's a Sherlock okay. Holmes short story I haven't I have not read yet. But uh, what well, we're going to right called the Six Napoleons. Okay. And they okay. reference at the end credits, so like mm. based on this story. All right. So like they do include those. Yeah. But yeah, it was. <laughs> but the one where Sherlock Holmes is trapped behind a carnival game. Is definitely not. <laughs> definitely, yeah, it's definitely modern day. Yeah, absolutely. The uh, one they're fighting the Nazis, it's absolutely modern day. Well, it's just fun because, like, you think, and I thought about, it, I'm like, it's BBC Sherlock. Like, it, it's like yeah. they weren't the first ones to modernize it. No, like, it's like no, no it was yeah, modernized absolutely. in the 40s. It was, yeah, definitely. You know, like, and, that, and that's ten years. You're talking fifteen years, less than fifteen years after Conan Doyle died. Yeah, it's crazy. Oh, yeah. He died in 1930. It's nuts. Batman came along in 1938, 39. It's wild. Um, you know, but... Uh, um, speaking of, before we get back to the story, um, just actors, uh, I, I think it's worth noting that Christopher Lee... Yeah. Um, especially since we're reading this, played Holmes at one point. Yep. Played Watson at mm-hmm. one point, And also played Dracula. At yeah. one point. And he played Mycroft at one point. He played Mycroft? He played Mycroft. What did he play Mycroft in? Um, it was a, a book by Vincent Sterling, Starling called The Private Life of Sherlock Holmes. Oh, okay. And they made a movie. Oh, um, and he's and Mycroft? He plays now? Mycroft. Well, I, now, I want to see that movie now <laughs> just for that. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> All right. Yeah. But it's cool, yeah. Christopher Lee, man, is is amazing in his own right. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, if you go on YouTube, there's a recording of him reading, um, the. The Valley of Fear, I think it is. Okay. Um, but yeah, dude, he was just he was awesome. We could hell, we could do a whole podcast on him and his involvement with the Sherlock Holmes. Oh world. man! Oh yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, it's it, it's interesting what we've all been introduced to and how we've been introduced to it. Yeah. You know, um. But back back to the story. The the chapter ends with, I mean, Watson, and this then this this goes back to like Watson's like. This is this is bullpucky. What you're, <laughs> this is bullpucky. Like they're murderers. Like they watch. Oh my goodness! And it wasn't more what I envisioned. It was more chilling scenes, and it was not what I was expecting. Like I figured, like okay, they're gonna kill a vampire. Right. I did not expect to see like Van Helsing not doing it. Oh, um, yeah. It was this young guy with, like, a circle of dudes around it, which we find out who they all are, and yeah. their characters from the Dracula novel. Yes. Um, and I'm like, whoa, I didn't anticipate this. And, um, you know, it's this young man. That's his wife. I, oh, my goodness. Lure, that's, how horrific that oh, is. Oh, yeah. Lord Golladry. Yeah. Um, like that, and that's his wife. Like, it was, like, was going to be his wife, or yeah. it's his wife. And yeah. it's like, he had to kill her. It oh, sucks. Oh, my goodness. I mean, and, I mean... And they describe the blood oh, yeah. coming. I mean, the, I mean, Holmes is shocked. Yeah, I think that takes Watson a lot. says Holmes had to like keep from vomiting. I think yeah. instead, like it's not often you see Holmes be shocked. Absolutely, at yeah. things that are happening. Mm-hmm. But this story is so horrific that uh, I mean, if, if Holmes if Holmes is about to throw up, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's, man, it's rough. Yeah. And it's crazy how Watson looks at that and is still like, "That's that's malarkey, man." Like, no, that they're murderers. They murdered that woman, and it's yeah, like, murdered the woman. Like, dude, you've seen it. Like, it's crazy. Yeah, it's again. This goes back to how you're like, like he is so belligerent. Yeah, to the point where it's just it's beyond me. 
and like and that proceeds into the next chapter like I, they just meet Van Helsing and then you have um Dr. Seward you have this Galadri fellow you have the the gentleman from Texas yeah um who's uh, also they were all I mean they already got done staking uh, Lucy Westerna. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that already yeah. happened. Like, so they're yeah. already bounded together. And um, the next chapter begins where they they all sit down for, for a sit-down. Yeah. And, and, and I trade love... notes. It, it starts off with Holmes is so curious yeah. about what's happening that um, Van Helsing asks him to, like, hey, how did you come up with all... You know, how did you deduce all this stuff? Holmes like, I no, I'm not telling you. You tell me your story first. Right. Like Holmes, we talked last week about Holmes was disappointed he didn't get to show off right. at one point for somebody. Holmes is not even interested in showing off his skills right now. Yeah. He's like, I don't care. Yeah, I'm a, I'm, I'm a genius. Okay, let's move on. Uh, what has <laughs> happened? Right. Yeah, well, what is happening? Uh, 100%. Yeah. And like, and I just I found my note here. We're right at the end of... Chapter five, um, they're talking about like the location of where, like how they found that where yeah. this this like where the headquarters is or where for Dracula, and explains it to Watson. And Watson says like he's like I'm an idiot. Like he says that out loud. He yeah. says I am. Yeah. He says I struck my forehead with the heel of my right hand. Great Caesar, I am a simpleton. I cried. And then Holmes's response is, not at all. You've had a rough time of this night. Mm. It is no wonder that your perceptions are dulled, as indeed are my own, or you would not have come so near to losing your life in the in the heath because of my tardiness. Oh, so yeah. it's, again, w- we could see the, you know, the arrogant Holmes come out and say, right, you are a moron. <laughs> and he doesn't. He's like, because it's his friend. It's true. It is. It is his best friend. Yeah. And he sees his best friend going like, I'm a, I'm a simpleton to the point of being a piece of trash. Yeah. And he's like, no, you're not. Like, don't don't short yourself. Like, we're all running on fumes tonight. Yeah. Like, it's very easy to miss. He's yeah. like, I, you almost lost your life because I missed some things. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, and it, which is just, it's, it's great in and of itself. Yeah. I love seeing those glimpses into their friendship. Oh, me too. You know? And it's a way of Holmes reassuring Watson that, you know, we this is something like we have never dealt with before. Oh, yeah. It's a learning curve. So, yeah, it, it's okay that you're not with it right now. Mm-hmm. I, like you said, he says, I'm not with it totally. We're not with it. Yeah, we man. are all figuring this one out. Yeah, exactly. And like, and like moving in chapter six, like, like you pointed out, it's like, well, you show me mine, I'll show you. You show me yours, I'll show you mine. Yeah. Well, I'll show mine if you show me yours. Right, yeah. And, like, one thing that that interacts with Van Helsing and Holmes and, like, Watson kind of on the sideline, mm. and he's like, what are you two talking about? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it was really cool because, again, like, he wasn't arrogant about it. Like, he turned to Watson and he said, he's like, look, he's like, forgive me, but... I don't often get to encounter someone like myself mm, where yeah. I don't need to explain details. Yeah. Like I just can, we can dialogue and yeah. I don't have to connect the dots. He's like, so that's not your fault. It's just, 
that's what this is. Yeah. Which is incredible. And the way it goes, it's it almost makes me feel like, like I kind of get like the impression like Van Helsing is superior to Holmes because mm. like Van Helsing pays Holmes his credit, but then he's like, tell me how you figured it out. Like, yeah. you know what yeah. I mean? That sense. And it's like, no, no, no. Like, <laughs> no, I do that. Yeah, yeah. I make you explain. <laughs> I don't explain to you. You explain to me. And like, it's nope, man. Yeah. It's not how it was working. And he's like, no, you go ahead and tell me how you think you figured it out. And then I'll tell you if you're right and clue you on the rest. Yeah. It's like not what Holmes is used to. Oh, yeah. We definitely get the sense that, um, well, I mean, based on Watson's introduction to this whole story yeah. about how, you know, Van Helsing, um, he kind of doesn't like Van Helsing uh, mm-hmm. as, as much as he has, also doesn't like uh, Bram Stoker. Oh, yeah. And uh, we get the sense that, because, I mean, Van Helsing, you know, essentially, eventually he'll say, um, you, you guys need to take a step back and get out. Yeah. Um, after a lot of explanation and things like that, you know, fast forward a little bit, yeah. Yeah. We, we, you, not, you don't belong in this investigation. Right, right, right. And Holmes is like, hey, yes, we do. And Holmes is like, we're going to be discreet. Well, you won't right. even know. And they're like, oh, no, 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 no. It's not up for debate. Right. And if you don't listen, essentially, we're going to call the police on you. Yeah. Like, we will make sure that you're not involved. And that's what this whole chapter is. Chapter 6 yeah. is, is them sitting down with Van Helsing and these other men. And they're yeah. hashing all this out. That's literally, that's what the whole chapter is. Yeah. And you hear a lot of backstory. You hear this sad, sad story about Lucy mm-hmm. and, and her transformation into the Bluefer Lady, mm-hmm. um, which is sad. Uh, and then a little bit, you, you hear a little bit about Count Dracula, um, yeah. um, or who he, who he was, essentially Correct. someone who made a, a deal with the devil, it sounds like. Correct. Um, and again, I'm a little bit at a disadvantage. I've never read Dracula. Uh, so I, I don't know. I know the book is not necessarily a straight narrative. Right. Um, so is that, I guess, is there any more in the original work that gives us insight or are we going to get to that um you get to that okay all right because they go into more depth as soon as chapter they reference mina harker yes jonathan harker's wife yeah so um and for anybody else who hasn't either read dracula or who isn't familiar with the tale uh jonathan harker was a solicitor that was basically dracula contacted his firm Yes. It's like I'm buying property. Yeah. So I need a solicitor. So Jonathan Harker goes out and only expects to be there for a few days. Right. Um, but winds up being there for a month. Pretty much being held against his will. Yeah. Unknowingly at first. And then Jonathan Harker realizes, yo, I'm being held here. Yeah. And so he sees he, he sees a whole set of horrors in that castle. Yeah. And then he's able to escape so that's his story but but dracula's already a vampire correct oh yeah yeah he's already a vampire he was prepping for his assault on england yes yes and that's why he was there he harker's the one did the paperwork for carfax carfax abbey yeah yeah um so that's how that came about and um and that's the thing like they like you said they they're like look you're you're not involved in this case like thank you very much um, like Van Helsen defers to the other men yeah. and he's like, look, what do you all think? Like, and they like, yeah, 
no dice. And that's the reason is because they're like, look, you you carry with you a certain notoriety. Yeah. And like if if it's caught in the wind that you're here, we might as well pack up. Yeah. He's like he's like and and already you've interfered because tonight was going to be a dress rehearsal. It's literally what he said. Tonight's going to be a dress tonight was supposed to be a dress rehearsal for killing this creature. But because of you, this became the real thing. And we weren't, you know, like, basically, we weren't prepared for it. Yeah. You, know, you caught us off guard. Yeah. So, um, that's how that goes. So, it's, it's, it's really cool how Holmes finds a way around that. Because we all know Holmes. Oh, he's not like, going to take no for an answer. No, he's not. He's <laughs> like, oh, okay, yeah, sure, you're right, I, I relent, I yeah. relent. Yeah. No, he doesn't. Yeah, of course, of course he does. Yeah, man, <laughs> if he can't climb the mountain, he's going to go through it. That's just yeah. who he is. So, it's... Now, now in this chapter, they 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 talk of different kind of these lore uh, yes. rules of vampires. Yes, um, and some of them I've heard before. You know, you got you got the crosses, you got the garlic, you yes. got you know. Um, one of them I hadn't heard, or at least I, I if I had heard, I'd forgotten. Cannot cross running water. That's true too. Is that yeah? I don't. Is, I guess that's a more a less common one. I don't hear that quite as often. Yeah, um, they, I mean, you can't. They have to be invited into 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 a building, into a room. Yes, like, that that's not mentioned. Correct. It's not, but that's that's also part of vampire lore. Is yeah, that, you know, unless you say, "Hey, come on in," right? They can't come in your home. Yeah, you have to invite them. Yeah, um, which is it's part of that lore. I wonder why. I you know, um, does that lore come from Dracula, or does that come from something else? I wonder. I don't know. They've played with a lot of these things yeah. over the past century or so, and one of the co- one of the cool renditions I've seen is Dracula two thousand. Okay, and that was with, oh my gosh, he was he played the Phantom of the Opera and Phantom of the Opera. Uh, he's an action star. Uh, is that Gerard Butler? Yes. Yeah. Um, and he he plays Dracula in this. Movie. Okay. And the twist is, is that he's Judas. Oh. He's Judas Iscariot. Okay. Interesting. Yes. And that, that explains why he doesn't like crosses, why he doesn't like silver, because of the silver that he took to betray Jesus. That is an interesting take. It is, man. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. So like they play with that lore and the reasons for things. Yeah, uh, I don't remember hearing about a reason for the whole "you can't come unless you're welcomed." Yeah, in. yeah. But um, the, a lot of plays with that lore, which is yeah. really cool. Yeah. Um, and I think it's in it's in the next chapter. The next chapter that chapter six is when, yeah, Van Helsing tells all. Uh, yeah, is offers assistance but is denied. Um, and one thing too, just to harken back to, because like you were talking about it, how, um, like it's it's funny in in the Christmas demon, like Watson's the one that's like, <laughs> I think the black Thurk's real. Yeah, and, it's true. And Holmes is like, I think you're out of your mind. Yeah. <laughs> and Watson's like, I kind of think I'm not. <laughs> I kind of think I'm not. So it's like it is like reading these books back to back. Yeah. Like, 
It was yeah. really odd. Like he's <laughs> like he's so angry to the point where like, dude, he gets up in the middle of the room and like, dude, these dudes just move in. Like they're yeah. ready to kick his butt. Yeah. And as soon as Van Helsing gives the word go. Yeah. And they're just it's like that's how high strong he is. He's like, This is preposterous. You're murderers. You yeah. murdered that girl. Yeah. And now you're making up some crazy story as to how it's not your fault and how yeah. you're not responsible. So like that's really I mean, that all gets shattered. I right. think in the yes. <laughs> chatter. Very, very soon. Um, very soon. Yeah. And I think is it um I th- is it chapter seven? I think it's chapter seven that Dracula enters the scene. Well, at the very end of chapter seven. Yes. I think it's during chapter seven. They they meet up with Mina Harker. Yes. Because because they're yeah. gonna catch this train. This express train <laughs> that is not stopping. Yep. And I I love how you know they're like Holmes like we got to catch the train and Watson like Holmes it's an express. It's an express. How yeah. are we going to do this? And Holmes response is, "Well, Watson, how fast can you run?" Basically. <laughs> basically. It's pretty cool. It's just like it's like, "Okay. All right. Well, that, yeah. that's that." And I get what the train like slows down a little bit at this juncture a right? decent point and he's right like yeah. you can you could catch up with 15 miles an hour yeah like you but, can do it but at first like it's not uh, fun, but... this is, you know oh yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> zoom like this is, you know, this is... <laughs> <laughs> what you're gonna do is you're gonna grab a hold and hope yeah. it doesn't rip your arm out <laughs> and hoist yourself onto the train but, uh, but i mean they barely make it on even they do then. well watson, well, watson barely, watson barely, barely makes it on, on. <laughs> I like how he's right. He's like, he's like, well, what about the, go- what about the, you know, what about the conductor on the train? Yeah. He's like, trust me, we offer him a sovereign apiece for our tickets, <laughs> tickets and yeah. quotes. Trust me, we'll be fine. Yeah. And it's he like, was right. He was right. <laughs> guys pulls out two coins, and the guy's like, look, I'll even show you where Mina Harker is. What her, <laughs> you know, what her, what her birth is. <laughs> this is like, hey, I know. let me escort. Let me escort you. It's the word was used, escort. And I'm yeah. like, that's great, man. It's above and beyond. And um, I, I do love their Jesse James exchange. Yeah, before right before the chain uh, the, the the train hopping happens. Um, I agree. Yeah, <laughs> because, it's a nice thing, man. because you know uh, they're like uh, Holmes, like oh yeah, Jesse James did this, and and Watson's like I don't think it ended well for him, right? And Holmes is like kind of like with a wink, he's like. Yeah, he got shot in the back, though. He was so, shot in the back uh, by his cousin, yeah. so it's had nothing it's to do not with the trains. It's the same situation. It's the same situation. We're fine. All right. We're fine. <laughs> it's true, man. But I just love that. I just love that small talk of Holmes and Watson uh-huh. crouched down, ready to hop this speeding train. Yeah. And they're, and they're just having this, like, well, you know, it's, uh, it's all right, Jesse James. That's all right. Yeah. yeah. It's it funny. It is funny, man. And that's the dialogue like that is... It's great because it shows even more the research that people do for these books. Absolutely, which is great. Um, and it's it, so far. I mean, you probably probably agree with me, but like when it comes to fiction, especially stuff like this. I mean, fantasy novels is different. Yeah, you know, in sci-fi, but like, well, sci-fi is a little bit different. But like, the, the more research you somebody puts into a book, the more vivid it is. Yeah. Um, because you're not left with generalities. You're you're yeah. left with a real sense of stuff. Um. And for those of you who who haven't listened, who aren't reading, they're going on this train to see Mina Harker, Jonathan Harker's wife, because she's on her way to meet Van Helsing and yeah. his crew. Yeah. So Holmes is like, I'll beat you the punch. I'm going to talk to her first. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I will literally get her while she's... 
in route. In a speeding train. In a route. speeding train. Um, and, he, and he does. Yeah. Which is, I, as promised, my second great mouse detective reference of the evening. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that this was a direct uh, connection. Uh, but um, when Watson, when they're about to hop in the train and Watson says, you know, this is the kind of moment that my friend lived for. Uh, these moments of high intensity. And Holmes is saying, you know, it's slowing Watson, get ready. And he says, now I just reminded me there's a great scene, my favorite scene in The Great Mouse Detective, where uh-huh. where Basil and Dawson are strapped to a mouse trap. Um, <laughs> and Radigan, the Moriarty character, has set up uh, this elaborate thing uh, where the mouse trap is going to go off. Uh, an axe handle is gonna sl- is gonna slice them. An anvil is gonna fall. Mm-hmm. You know, all kinds of things. And then, like a picture is gonna be taken of their splatted bodies at the end, right? <laughs> um, and so, in the in the in the movie Dawson, the Watson character, he says, you know, because Basil's defeat is like, oh, there's nothing we could do. There's nothing we could do. And Dawson's like, well, why don't we just set the trap off now and be done with the whole thing? And then Basil's like, yes. Yeah, we'll, just, we'll just set the trap off now. And of course he has this thing and he's, like, and he's just mm. ready, ready. And they set the trap off so that they can like spring a bolt or something and yeah. everything flies around and does the opposite of what it's supposed to do. Right, right, right. Some kind of Holmesian thing. And then the best part, of course, is that uh, the <laughs> Basil and Dawson arm in arm smile for the camera as it takes a picture, <laughs> you know, <laughs> which is That's hilarious. Funny. But I just, I heard this, you know, death-defying, you know, ready, ready, and go, you know, this kind of thing. And it reminded yeah. me of that scene. No, uh, absolutely, yeah. man. So, no more Mouse Detective references tonight. <laughs> Probably next time, though. We'll see. <laughs> those, are, those are fun references. Yeah. Um, I like, uh, that's cool that we can integrate an animated, an animated <laughs> Mouse Detective film in with these. It's pretty, absolutely. It's pretty cool. Anytime. <laughs> Anytime. <laughs> um, the uh, the dialogue that <clears throat> they have with Mina Harker is, is what I, I just mentioned to you about. Yeah. Filling them in <clears throat> about what happened to Jonathan Harker when they're there. And um, the horrors that he saw. And so Mina, brave in her own right, is trying to push further even more to try and track down Dracula. Yeah. And end this thing. And it's um they they gather all that information, so and then they they get off the train in time to avoid being detected by Van Helsing. <laughs> yes. Uh, so that proceeds, and then the chapter seven. Now, um, we find them back at Baker Street, and they have a visitor. Well, before they have a visitor. Um, they go somewhere. Yes. They, oh, that's right. That's yeah. Right. Oh, that's right. That's this chapter. Yeah. It's, it's, chapter yes. seven was a lengthy chapter. Yes, a it lot was. happened. So they they go to Dracula's lair. Yeah. Although first Holmes grabs his own revolver. Did yes, you pick he that does. Because we questioned that a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Does Holmes have one? And he he does he apparently does. on very very special occasions. Yeah, that's how nervous he is, I guess. Yeah, right. Like when he yeah. when he brings one too, it's yeah. like okay, this is this could be bad. Yeah, that's a that's a very valid point. Yeah, uh, but yeah, they go to Dracula's uh, where where they believe that he is keeping these boxes of um, 
earth, Transylvanian soil, mm-hmm. right? Because uh, the part of the lore is that uh, he has to sleep on the soil from his homeland, right? Yes. Um, in or on. Yeah, in or on. So a little bit of a cheater stretch, but I guess it works. Yeah. Um, and uh, so yeah, we um, we we see that, and of course they they find the soil. We Watson feels like he sees somebody for a minute, and then all of a sudden they get chased out of this place by uh, rats. A lot of rats. Dude, that's an awesome scene. Man. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. That's imagine just hundreds and hundreds of rats <laughs> pouring in on you into yeah. a tiny room, and you've got to fight your way out. Like yeah. they're blasting them. They they're are shoot. They're yes. firing their pistols at these yeah. things. And it's not often that we see Holmes retreat. Yeah, you know. But they get out of that, and they don't. They do. Watson says we don't stop running. Yeah. We don't even speak until we are far away. Far away yeah. in a cab on our way home. Mm-hmm. That's true, man. Yeah, I mean that's that's intense. Holmes is like, nope. <laughs> yep, absolutely not. Yeah, but I mean they did find out what they needed to find out. They found they out did. that there are all the boxes of Earth are not there. Um, Correct. And so there are other places. Um, but then when they get home, yes, then they have a visitor. Correct. Um, and uh, he just kind of makes an appearance very briefly in chapter seven. Yeah, Most that's of that how it Chapter ends. eight. Although, um, the description uh, of Dracula, uh, one I wasn't necessarily expecting, and maybe maybe it's because I, you know, from different visual portrayals, Dracula with a mustache. Agreed. It went out of its way to say that Dracula had a mustache. Right. Can you think of, I mean, that's, usually that's dropped from most visual interpretations i'm trying to remember if that's in the original book yeah i mean it must be i mean i don't know why that's a weird detail yeah that uh, he might because yeah. at the the beginning of the book like he has so the, the beginning of dracula when harker meets dracula harker's this uh dracula's this old 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 man mm long white mustache okay and as his stay progresses yeah because dracula's feeding on people right like his appearance changes while yeah. harker's there so like and harker comments on this in his journal entries like you know my my host came into the room today and he looked considerably more vibrant <laughs> so I, I think he may have a mustache in the original story okay yeah, I'm not positive. I don't remember if he did or not, but agreed. You usually see him clean shaven. Yeah, yeah. Usually, what you see. Um, so that threw me, but uh, he's there. Yes, he is. It's just he knocks and he he is there, and that's and this is where in in my mind when I was reading this because the, the what he enter he enters into the flat in the next chapter. Um, well, somebody. I mean, I guess Mrs. Hudson said, "Come on in." To the to the building itself. To the building itself, correct. Yeah. But then, like this is their dwelling. This his lodgings is yeah. this. Yeah. So like in my head, and I'm like, don't invite this guy in. I know. I was thinking that don't too. Don't do it. Uh, but they do. They do. <laughs> and it's surprisingly, it's surprisingly civil. The conversation that takes place. It is. Well, there also seems to be this trance-like 
state a little bit. Uh, Watson sort of explained it when he met the blue for lady. Yes. And also he kind of had, he sort of alluded to this trance-like state again when he opened the door. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and I guess that must be part of Dracula's capabilities. Correct, yes. Um, so, again, a little bit of a cheater. Like, if you can put somebody in this kind of, like, hey, you're a good person trance, then, of course, they're going to invite you in. Right. Um, but Holmes doesn't seem to be in one of those. No. Holmes is uh, actually very antagonistic. He is, man. And especially <laughs> the fact that he knows what he's squaring off with. Yeah. Pretty bold. Pretty bold. It's a civil conversation. It is. But it's antagonistic. And I, I got to say, um, I, I never understand fully these types of conversations we see um, from hero and villain. You know, we, we are both trying to kill each other. However... Mm-hmm. Let's have some tea. Let's sit right. down and let's talk about everything. It's a parlay. It's a parlay. It is. And, and look, I get Holmes. Like, Holmes knows he and Watson cannot overpower this guy if they go for the fight Correct. right now. But why does Dracula, like, just get him? Just, you know, like, take care of them right now. Because he's right? a noble. He's a nobleman. I guess. And it's he's a nobleman as much as he is a warrior. Yeah. And so for him, I mean, the nobleman in him wants to avoid avoid bloodshed and conflict, I would imagine. And that's why he's there. Yeah. He says, look, I'm giving you an opportunity to right. stop. Yeah. Stop, and I won't bother with you. Right. You let me do my thing. Yeah. Um, and, of course, Holmes says... Um, uh no. How about that? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. How about that? Uh just like in the Matrix, it's like, you know, he's basically saying, uh, how about I give you the finger and you give me my phone call? Like I'm not I'm not playing your game. Like I'm not going anywhere. I'm here for the long haul. Yeah. And I think that's what that is, because he's a nobleman as well. He's not just a brute. Um, although he is an animal. He's a he's he's he behaves like an animal. Yeah. He has that sense of nobility and composure. And so, I mean, even just in his dress, yeah, his very formal yeah. attire, um, the way he presents himself, and uh, I think that's the reasoning behind that. And he's a reader, apparently. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, just like just like Van Helsing said, he's yeah. like, look, your stories are pretty prominent where I'm from too, and it's exactly yeah. said. He's like, I've heard of you. Yeah. He's like, yes. Um, and like, it even pays him pays him credit. Yeah, pays him do like you're a very intelligent young man. Yes, and I I I, well, I love he calls uh, Holmes a young man when yeah. Holmes himself called himself a middle aged yeah, man. Yeah, he was forty. But I guess compared to Dracula, oh, yeah, he's, he's a young man, four centuries old. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I also do, I love the idea of Dracula sitting at home in his castle reading Watson's latest Strand manuscripts. You know, oh man, another Holmes, yeah. another Holmes story <laughs> yeah. has come out. I must read. You know, <laughs> somebody in the circulation department, the Strand is like, look, I don't know who it is. It's in Transylvania. It's one guy. I don't get it. Like, they, I mean, we mail it, but then it goes on horseback yeah. the rest of the way. Count Dracula, P.O. Box. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> it's a Budapest P.O. Box. It's a, Car- it's a Carpathian P.O. Box. <laughs> it's a good stuff. 
He's like, Watson, you deserve Pulitzer. Yeah. <laughs> I'm impressed. <laughs> so I'm scared, and I'm, and I'm immortal. <laughs> Jesus. <coughs> it, it is a cool confrontation. Yes. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. There's something about those confrontations, especially with like a, with a being like Dracula. Yeah. You, like you said, you could tear them apart. Dracula yeah. could end them right yep. now. Exactly. And he just has this composure of. It's like somebody pulling back on the reins. Yeah. Like you're holding this powerful beast in your hands, and you're and you're keeping him from charging forward. And yet he's still controlling the room. He won't sit down. Correct. He won't take a drink. He's like he, he is in control yep. of that conversation. You're hundred percent right. And that meeting. Yep. He's like, I will stand. Like, yeah. Yep. Like I, you're not my equal. These are, you are power my moves. Inferior. Yeah. Yeah. You're hundred percent right. They're power moves. You are my inferior. Yep. And I will make you understand that. Yeah. Um. Oh yeah. It's a it's a great chapter. Like literally, that's the whole chapter. Yeah. I mean, it, it ends kind of with um, with Watson. Well, they kind of make some plans. Yeah, Holmes goes out and then returns. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I do love, because Watson is not living with Holmes at this point. No. But I love that Watson used keys to get in. Watson still has keys to Baker Street. Yep, still has which keys. I think still is has great. a room there. His yes. room's still there. Yeah. He's still got a bed, Because you never know when yeah. he has to just... Uh, 100%. Yeah. Hundred uh, percent. But then it, it kind of ends with Holmes saying, "Hey, we're not going to do anything right now. We're going to wait for Dracula to make his first mistake." Correct. But the way the chapter ends, I mean, talk about a cliffhanger because oh, yeah. it, it ends with Holmes and Watson pretty much staring out into the night, saying, "We both wondered who was going to die that night while we were waiting." Yeah, man. I mean, man. Because that's exactly what's going to happen. They know they can't do anything yet. They just have to wait for somebody to die. Yeah, man. Because they know it's going to happen. Yep. That's 100% true. And that's, um, not to touch, because I, I would like to do the do this bullet in the podcast at some point, but, um, it's, um, it's another Dracula book. Yeah. Um, but... Holmes is talking about whoever this enemy is. Mm. Like, if it's another vampire, it's another, like, undead, right. whatever. Like, they retreat to the sea. And they're just, they're on a boat in the ocean near England just waiting. Right. And, like, Watson's talking to Holmes and he's like, what are they waiting for? And he's like, honestly, they're waiting for me to die. That's <laughs> what they're waiting for. Because yeah. they can yeah. They just gotta wait. And when yeah. I'm dead, they'll be free to do what they want to do. Yeah. Like, I won't be in their way anymore. <laughs> and it's just like, it's crazy. Yeah. It's absolutely crazy. Like, literally just like, you said, like, I'm just gonna wait. Yeah. I'm gonna wait it out. Like, you're gonna die eventually. You're human. <laughs> and I'm patient. So, there you go. Yeah. Is, uh, the, I really am, and we're halfway through this book now. Yes. Um. Correct. I, you've read it before, uh, my first time reading it, and I, I really do love the way it's written. Like I said, it's it's like, I mean, Estelman's a, uh, uh, is an artist with a paintbrush. Yeah, the way he paints these scenes, and it's you, it, he really puts you on a roller coaster of emotion because of all the things he makes you feel when when reading. Yeah, um, and it's. 
it's it's very compelling. Yeah. Yeah, I know um, when when we are finished this book, it's going to make me want to go back and reread his other Holmes novel, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Holmes, yeah. which is very similar. And I read that a long time ago, too. But, I mean, these, these are brilliant concepts, putting Holmes in these in these stories. Absolutely. That take place around the same time, you know. Why oh, not? yeah. Yeah. And it's, it is really, and I think we touched upon that before when we started the book, like it's, it's so much fun to do that, and the way these authors write, they do it seamlessly, yeah. incorporating him into these realities and these realms. Um, you see, there's they, they they have him meet Tarzan, right? Yeah, which is like that's a weird combo, but yeah. like don't for, I mean Tarzan's character. He was raised in a jungle by by apes, but then he came back to England, where his family's yeah. from, where he's from. And, like, there's that whole other aspect of that story. Oh, yeah. So, like, he's an, he becomes an educated British lord that just, this is his background. Like, this yeah. is true how he grew up and what his family is. Oh, yeah. Um, well, Nicholas Meyer does uh, Holmes and, in Phantom of the Opera. Yeah. The Canary Trainer. That's yeah. what that is. This is with Freud. Uh, Freud. Uh, and I haven't read it, but there is someone uh, who does Sherlock Holmes on the Titanic. Oh wow! Yeah, that's uh, that's cool. Yeah, I can't make out the author from where I'm sitting, but yeah, the, the Titanic <laughs> tragedy, I think yeah. it's called. Yeah, very dope. Yeah, it's it's such it's the same way they do with Batman. They incorporate Batman with, you know, Spawn. Yes, uh, Predator yeah. and Alien, um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yep. Um, you know all those crossovers. I do have a very rare crossover, Batman versus the Incredible Hulk. Oh, that's that's interesting. Yeah, that's got to be fun. It's an official uh, DC Marvel crossover. No way. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> that's pretty cool, man. Yeah, that's awesome. Maybe you know, maybe uh, I mean, maybe the day we do a Patreon, start a Patreon or something, we do those extra extra features. Yeah. Um, Sherlock Holmes and comic books. Oh man, that's a whole realm in itself. Absolutely, a hundred percent. Yep, tons of Sherlock Holmes comic books, including Muppet Sherlock Holmes is a comic book. <laughs> Just saying Great stuff. No, I trust you. Yeah, I mean it's a Tom here is a huge, <laughs> uh, 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 a huge Muppet fan. It's true. Um, I like the Muppets. I like Disney, but Tom is a, a diehard. I'm, I, I'm surrounded right now by about forty five. <laughs> Animal plushies of just <laughs> of just Gonzo. It's very strange. It's no other characters. It's just Gonzo. Very Listen, strange. It's the best. It's the best. <laughs> the noses are all different colors. It's very weird. I'm frightened. Actually, I think we'll record this at my place next time. <laughs> they are right over my uh, great mouse detective Funko Pops. True, man. Do they make Funko Pops of everything now? It's so cool. It's true. <laughs> it is, man. Like, there's, it's, I'm trying to think of something in recent times, at least in our lifetime, that they've come out with that's so broad like that, that where they've just, they're making it of literally every aspect of pop culture. Yeah, it's true. I was not a pop fan when they first started coming out, mm -hmm. but then they started to get into the stuff that I liked. Yeah. And so, you know, yeah, I've got great, I mean, great mouse detective merch. That's not a thing. 
And yet, that's there. And I've got I got Boy Meets World pops. I've got Conan O'Brien pops. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's 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 yeah, yes. Roger Rabbit. Folks, I'm I'm looking around in here, and just from what I can visually see, there are seventy two Funko Pops in boxes <laughs> staring at me. They're in three by six blocks. So there's one, two, three, and four. It's seventy two of them, and it's glorious. It really is glorious. See, there's Radigan. I can see Radigan. Oh from yeah. There. There's Basil. Yep. There's the ones you and Olivia. Yeah. Um, is pretty dope. <laughs> um, and they are great. Like I have a few that uh, my brother's got me over the years. Um, it is though, man. I mean, there's Game of Thrones. There's there's oh, yeah. Breaking Bad. I mean, if if there's something you like, they made a Funko pop up. Pretty it's much crazy. Absolutely crazy. Um, the Game of Thrones. I mean, it's Ghostbusters. <laughs> I, I swear, just when I think like they've covered it all, I see something else that's brand new. Yeah. Um, and they and, and they're cheap. They're like ten bucks. Like if you buy oh, them yeah. when they let it release them, ten bucks. Yeah. And it's, most time you get deals. Oh yeah. At a GameStop, for, Hot Topic. Yeah, two, two for, for something, age, three for whatever. something. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's uh, they're they're a lot of fun. I gotta see if there's a BBC Sherlock uh, Funko Pop. Oh, who knows, is. right? They might be. Yeah, that's fun though. But yeah, this is. Uh, I'm excited to continue. Uh, you know, with the rest of this book, um, I'm excited. Yeah, uh, me to too. See how it's gonna go, and um, yeah, I think uh, we will catch everybody next time. We're gonna do the next four chapters. Um, of Dracula uh, Sherlock Holmes versus Dracula, so that's going to put us three quarters of the way through the book. Those of you who are keeping up, <laughs> and then let me see here. Um, we're going to be covering the next two short stories uh, in the original Sherlock Holmes canon, and those new two next stories are going to be. Um, we are still in the Adventures of Sherlock Holmes volume. We're going to be tackling the Engineer's Thumb. That's a that's a really good one. I enjoy, and then the Noble Bachelor. So stick around for those two, and then um, we might have a couple pastiche short stories for you next time as well. Uh, we're going to figure that out, uh, but at the very least, you are promised the two, the three that we just talked about. So have a good rest of the week. And I guess we'll see him next time, right? Yeah, we'll see you next time. Don't invite any vampires inside. Yes, please, please, no vampires inside. And Titan Books, if you can hear us, we think we're pretty funny. We think we're entertaining. Um, Operators are standing by. Operators are standing by to accept your calls. (laughs) Have a good week, everybody. (laughs) See ya. Bye-bye. Thank you, everybody, for joining us once again for iHeart Sherlock Podcast. You could be doing anything with anybody anywhere right now, but you've decided to take your hard-earned free time and stop by and listen to Tom and I uh, chew the fat about some Sherlock Holmes stories. We're so glad that you joined us today. We're looking forward to next time, where we'll continue having a good time sleuthing together. Yes, sir. Thanks again, and we'll catch you next time. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and please click and like uh, and subscribe on Spotify. 
uh, and coming soon to other podcast platforms. 